Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pop Pop, Pop Culture Podcast, episode, fuck, I didn't look that up, 30, <laughs> 32, I 32? Think. I'm pretty sure it's 32. Shit, welcome back to episode 32. <laughs> you can always tell when I'm highly unprepared for this fucking podcast. Eh, it's okay, we're here, that's all that yeah, matters. Yeah, we are indeed. <laughs> Taylor, you sound a little sick. Yeah, I've been getting, I got, I got that bug that's been going around, pretty gnarly cough. That sucks. Uh, yeah, I think it eventually turned into bronchitis. Um, Thanks for coming over. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm 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 at the tail end of it, so it's good. I got the antibiotics and all that shit. Ooh, there but you go. I didn't uh, I didn't uh, go to the doctor for like the first five days. So if anyone's sick out there with the flu right now, make sure to go get your antibiotics or whatever you need to take care of that shit. We are stubborn men. We don't go to the doctor. <laughs> well, I was starting to feel better, and then but my cough was still there, so I was a little worried. You know how like yeah. on the back of medicine packs, it's like. Cough persists for seven days, like right. go see, you know that kind of thing. So, like how Viagra says, if your boner lasts for more than yeah, four hours, exactly. you should go see a doctor. Yeah, physician's yeah. warning. <laughs> exactly. I got when I got back from the UK, I was like, I can feel my liver doing its job. That's not a good sign. And I was like, yeah, I was like really worried about it. Yeah. So I went to the doctor. I mean, like this is really embarrassing, but I like I like went to the doctor and I was like, I was like, I'm. I've never been worried about my drinking like, before. I'm dying right Cause now. Because I'm a fucking machine. <laughs> yeah. But I'm kind of fucking worried. Yeah. And my doctor like took blood, and then her literal her literal response was, "Yeah, you have nothing to be worried about. You're fucking 28. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? The, what why the fuck are you worried about? And I'm like, I don't know. I just thought I was dying. You're like, I drink like a fish. That's yeah, why. I'm, like, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm just afraid. Turns out I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, before it goes too long, Taylor, sweet smooth jams. Wooka wooka. Man, that was nice. Always a always a great theme song. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> the, wait, the the moral of that story though, Joel, that you didn't get to before we we uh, abruptly cut to the theme song. Um I was trying is to avoid any kind of morals. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean the fact that that the reason why you got sick was because of the uh oh, was because of the oh. the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which so <is> <laughs> in Galway, west coast of Ireland, um, apparently they had a boil water notice <laughs> that you didn't. No one fucking told me. And uh, I literally was making jokes. I mean, I make jokes almost every day of my life how water's bad for you. Yeah. I drink. Oh, no, it's a running. Ju- I like, drink. I drink beer. Yeah. Water. Don't touch the stuff. You get your water from beer. Right. And I went to Galway and I and I had like maybe maybe one or two glasses of water. And uh, I ended up getting sick. And I was like, I was like, oh man, maybe I drank too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe I smoked too much. Like, what, mm-hmm. what the fuck? What the fuck happened? Turns out I got Giardia, which is a fucking water parasite. Yeah. So I just, I'm just, I'm just not gonna drink water ever again. Yeah. I mean, La- Lacroix and yeah. beer. Lacroix and that's beer. It. Oh my god. Canned. You can't get canned so, water. That's fine. It's good. So hipster of you, Joel. 
hey man, I work in the film industry. I mean, that's so just, film it's, industry it's of you. On set. It's everywhere, dude. I think I drank thirteen Lacroix today. It's just like I just. <laughs> what's I, your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite flavor? Pample moose, dude. It's the pample moose. I don't think I've tried that one, dude. It's oh, oh yeah, 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 I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. It's all. It's all about the grapefruit. Bro. Yeah. I, uh, the crafty lady actually. Uh, so yesterday was just a pre-rig. So the day before that on set, I was like, I was just cranking through the fucking LaCroix. Mm. I'm never, I think I posted this on Facebook. I'm never as hydrated as I am when I'm on set. Yeah. It's just like, there's just fucking free LaCroix. I'm, yeah. I'm going to fucking drink that shit all day. Yep. So I come to set today, go straight for the kitchen where the crafty's at, mm-hmm. pop open the fridge. I only see fucking soda. I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, oh, wait, but there's a drawer. I open the drawer full of LaCroix. Oh, crafty man. lady comes in and she goes, I knew you would find it. <laughs> like, she was hiding that shit from you. I think she was just like, I was seeing how long until you yeah. came in here to find <laughs> right. all the LaCroix. And I was like, That's yeah, funny. I found it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, moral of the story is uh, water's bad. Yeah. And beer's good. Don't, don't fucking drink it because you'll yeah. just get sick like I did. Yep. Also, like, tell people that there's a fucking boil water notice. Or, like, make the, the signs, like, more noticeable, you know, like, put them on the doors of, like, bars and stuff, you know, places that... Okay, but, th- okay, so, but and, like, I ordered a tap water from the fucking bartender. That's what I'm saying, The dude. bartender could have been like, you don't want this, mate. Seriously. Like, or been yeah. like, yo, let me go boil it, like, throw this in the microwave <laughs> or something for, like, a couple minutes, you know? Yeah, whatever. So, here I am drinking beer, not water. So yeah. It's all good. Uh, Taylor... We talked about football last time on this podcast, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We that was the look. If you fucking listen to this podcast, we're never consistent. Yeah. But uh, well, we try our best. We do we It's a busy month though, man. We were gonna talk about the game right after it happened and yep. we ended up missing an, an entire two weeks. Absolutely. And then so there's two games that have happened. Um the Eagles lost. Yep. No, we talked about that already, right? No, 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 we didn't. Okay, so the we Eagles we lost were on the, the Saints. Di- we, we were right before the divisional right, round. Okay, so the Eagles lost the Saints. Yep. Rams fucking wrecked the Cowboys. Yep. I wouldn't say wrecked, but in my brain, I'm like, fuck you, Cowboys. Yeah. We wrecked you. I should text Reed. Ah, it's probably too late it's now. Too late. I should have texted Reed. Well, he thinks the Cowboys were a Super Bowl team this year, so, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, his well, folly. Christmas was ruined for you this year. Yeah. Um, And then the next week, the Rams played the Saints. Yep. Which is, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, it was an intense game, mm-hmm. back and forth. Great, great fucking, just great fucking balls down the field. Mm-hmm. Really good fucking. Oh my god, the fucking run game from C.J. Anderson on the Rams. Yeah, it was fucking killer. Yep. Still don't really know what happened to Todd Gurley. He was on the sidelines. Well, okay. Here's my theory on it. He gave up an interception. Mm-hmm. Really fucking early in the game, yeah. And Sean McVay was like, "We're trying to go to the fucking Super Bowl. You sit this one out. Yeah, we'll talk about this in practice. Yeah." And C.J. Anderson was like, "Watch me fucking run holes Seriously. through this defense. Watch and me be a beast." Yeah. So you know, it's like everyone's like, oh, Gurley has to be hurt. Gurley has to be hurt. Or as a fucking coach, you're like, that dude fucked up. This other dude didn't well, fuck up. I mean, it could it could be that, but I also think it's like it, that, like the Rams needed to establish a ground game against the Saints, 100%. and I think that was part of it. Because like as much as Gurley, like Gurley's like more of a, a you know receiving right. uh, running back more than well, anything else. I yeah. mean, he can he can run it, but I mean, he did score a running touchdown in that game. Yeah, of so course, of <laughs> course. But like I'm saying, they primarily like use him to right. to when they're passing. So um so yeah, I can see that. But I mean, it was it's smart. 
uh, because it kept them, you know, it in worked. contention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they didn't. Because the problem is, is if you get the, the, the let the Saints get ahead of you, you're fucked. And like that was the one thing they didn't do. So Drew Brees is a fucking beast of 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 a quarterback, and this yeah. is actually why. I mean, fuck it. Everyone just wants to talk about the fucking no call. So we'll just talk about the fucking no call. <laughs> I like the Saints a lot. Yeah. I would say they're probably my second or third favorite team in, in, in the league. I've, yeah. I've been a huge Drew Brees fan for a very long time. Yeah. I've blindly drafted him in my fantasy league many years just because I'm like, I like Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, they didn't play. As good as the Rams. That's why they lost the game. Well, especially in that last, you know, couple minutes. Yeah. And, like, I think, you know, people people will, will call, will endlessly probably till the end of time, you know, say, oh, the no call, the no call, this, that. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, that was on the refs, not on the Rams or the Saints. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. that's a, that's an officiating fuck up. And the funny part, too, is, is that, uh, who was it that was, def- that, that was defending him on that play for the Rams? He came out after and he was like, that was a fucking penalty. Like, he, yeah. he knew, everyone knew what it was. So I think, you know, maybe it might have shifted, you know, the momentum of the game. But at the end of the day, like, the Rams still played a really solid fucking game of football. Yep. And they had it where it counted. You know, like, if the, if the, if that call would have happened and the Rams would have went three and out, like, it, it, like, obviously the Saints would be, you know, in the Super Bowl now. But the fact is, no, is no, that the Rams. No, 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 no. Okay, no, hang I'm on. saying. I, if, hang, hang on, hang on. I have to. I, I, I rarely do this to you, but, yeah. I, but I have to interrupt you. Sure. This, okay. I have, I have two very, very, very strong points as to as to why the Saints would not have just gone to the Super Bowl if that play No, was but going. I'm saying it would have been more highly likely for them. The very the very the 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 previous drive, mm-hmm. the very most recent drive. Yeah. Before that one. Yeah. The refs missed a face mask call oh, of course. against Jared Goff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what happens if Jared Goff is on the 1-yard line first and 10? Yeah, of course. The Rams would have been a different game. Yeah, exactly. So then we're up by what four or five, and then okay, the same. Like it's it's a it's a whole different. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't just score a drive before. Absolutely. Like, Like, and that's why I'm saying you can't really say that. Like, oh, like this, like the Saints would have definitively went. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I think that was a momentum changer for the game. You know what I mean? But had the Rams scored the previous drive before, that's also a momentum changer. Absolutely. In Absolutely. Like, who knows if they're like you know yeah. they're like defeated now? Totally. They're like, you know, and that just uh, that just goes to show how like shitty the officiating. I mean, we all right. know that. So I mean, that's and that's only one point that I had. Yeah. My second point on that is if you look at which will segue into it, even though I don't want to, uh, the Patriots and Kansas City game. Yeah. Overtime. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tom Brady gets the football first. What does Tom Brady do? Wins. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not college football. Both teams don't get a chance. When you get the ball, you have to win mm-hmm. or your or or your opponent gets a chance, right? Yeah, so if you want to go to the fucking Super Bowl, what do you do? You win the fucking game. Tom mm-hmm. Brady, I think Patrick Mahomes is arguably going to be at some point a better quarterback than Tom Brady. I, I mean, think he's we'll got see. the fucking skill. Well, he does. He's only one season, but yes, there's a lot right. of promise. So one season, you're playing in the championship game against yeah. fucking Tom Brady, right? Well, he also so, has a stack team and a great coach, too. True. But so, Andy Reid, man. I so, know. Okay, so so Tom Brady gets the football, mm-hmm. and he wins the game, yeah. right? Drew Brees gets the football, and what does he do? 
fucking turns it over. He right? throws a fucking interception. Yeah. So you're gonna blame the no call on your loss when your quarterback, yeah. who's who who I I and and again I say I love Drew Brees. Yeah. He's a great fucking quarterback. Oh, yeah. But, but you're talking about Saints do? fans that are co- rallying and yeah. filing oh, law- cost us the game. filing lawsuits. Did you fucking hear about yeah, that? Yeah, I did. That's so ridiculous. You're gonna blame the refs, but then you got a second chance because you got the ball first, and you're not gonna blame yeah. your own quarterback who yeah. who didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, I mean that's true. And why didn't he score a touchdown? Because the defense was yeah. better than you. Yeah. They forced fucking you to throw Aaron a fucking Donald, interception, dude. bro. Aaron yeah. Donald, man. Dominic and Sue and Aaron Donald. Are yeah. The and oh my god, and even Fowler. They're yeah. fucking amazing people. Yeah. And they fucking won that. They're game. just such good people. I just <laughs> no, I, fucking yeah. love them. Um, yeah, totally. I think I think it's obviously like we said, we've we've established it's a controversial call, but I think people are making a much big a much bigger deal about yeah. like where the Rams are, their position to potentially win this game. Um I mean I know they're still underdogs, but I think, you know Before we get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um well I guess I c- that I was about to say, well, we gotta talk about the other game. But that's kind of really all I wanted to talk about. It was it like I fun. think I think Mahomes played a better game oh, yeah. than Brady did. Yeah. But what did Brady do? He got the ball in overtime and he won. Mm-hmm. Which I hate the Patriots. Yeah, and I, I mean, always hate the they're Patriots. They're the masters of the fourth quarter, dude. But they did what you're supposed to do when you get the ball in overtime. Yep. I'm not going to say Tom Brady's not a good quarterback. I hate no. the Patriots. I don't yeah. hate Tom. Oh, Brady Tom Brady's kind of an asshole, but right. I mean, before that game, he he apparently he came in a locker room. It was like all over oh, like the news. I, I, I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. It's like shut the I fuck heard. up, dude. I have to contractually say that Tom Brady's good because I lost a bet during that Falcons <laughs> game. I was like, look, if the Patriots come back from this, I'll admit Tom Brady's the goat. Yeah. And they came back. From uh, it, so. I, I see. I that's where I contend. I think he's he's potentially the goat, but his career's not over. And if he loses this game, he's basically. Fucking fifty percent. Oh, the Super he's Bowl. gonna lose if this you, game. If you go to the Super Bowl ten times and you only win five, like that's not a great win percentage. Like, yes, you've won five championships, but like Joe Montana, he fucking won every single Super Bowl that he went to, right. and he broke records, and he did all this. Like, I mean, that is something that makes you the greatest of all time, not just winning five out of ten championships or whatever the fuck it ends up being. You know, I definitely think he's gonna lose the Super Bowl. I hope so. He and actually, here's an interesting statistic. Yeah, he has not been sacked one time in the postseason really? this year. Oh, he's gonna get fucked up by those fucking I'm interior a, linemen. I was about to say you haven't met fucking mm-hmm. our D line yet, bro. Yeah. So just get fucking ready. Yeah, and then you got to leave <laughs> in the background. Oh, you got the, the 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 backfield or whatever. Uh, the yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, the the secondary. Yes, thank um, you. That's the word I was looking for. The Rams have superstars, is what yeah. it is. I, 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 it may have been Colin Cowherd. He was he was talking about how, um, people are upset that the Rams are trying to be super flashy. Mm. It's like, dude, it's fucking L.A. It's fucking Hollywood, right? Yeah. I mean, the Patriots are in Boston. They got Harvard. You can fucking. You can read your books and make your plans all mm-hmm. day. Hang out in the we inside got, while it's cold as fuck. We got superstars, bro. We yeah. got and like you just said, we got Talib. We got all yep. that D line. We got yep. Gurley. We got fucking Cooks. We got fucking Woods. Yep. Like we are here to fucking show up. Yep. So absolutely. And the only the only question is, you know, it's a fairly young team. None of these besides, I think, really like Talib. 
Uh, uh, you know, out of all right. those guys, is really the only guy who has experience of going to the big game. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be the true question: is if they can hold up to the pressure and you know all that stuff, I which I think they, they can, can. I think if they can come back from not being able to hear in the Superdome, yeah, against the that's another thing. I'm yeah. just gonna backtrack. I think that was I think that was some of the most um, harrowing, like gameplay i've ever fucking seen mm-hmm. like the first four or five plays of that game against the saints the rams were getting fucked yeah they could not hear mm-hmm. they were looking at each other yeah. the linemen were like like huddling up on the line trying to talk to each other jared yeah. goff was he ran out to a receiver to tell him the fucking play like you don't Remember see that happen and shit yeah. yeah you could not like they were getting fucked, and what did they do? They they fucking switched to a non-verbal call system, yeah. And they fucking adapted, and they mm-hmm. won the fucking game. Absolutely, so which is like, kind of which is kind of funny because like for the Eagles game, the Eagles came in there hot, and they the Eagles actually trained for the noise, like they practiced yeah. with the noise. So that's why they're able to just go in and fucking score those fourteen points. Yeah, which is ironic because it's the exact opposite of what uh, what happened for the Rams. Right, you know what I mean? So. Uh, I just think that's really funny. But in terms of the in terms of the Super Bowl, I think something really interesting is happening. I think this is going to be a pivotal year um, in a lot of respects. You told me you had you told me you had a theory. Well, it's it's kind of a theory. It's just kind of more of like an observation at the same time, yeah. of like coincidence. So, uh, for those of you that don't remember, the Patriots' first Super Bowl, who did they play, Joel? Boo! I mean, they played the Rams, right? Boo! tough loss it was a it was a hard-fought game but people say that's when the dynasty began I mean, it, it was it was when it was when they Boo. when they when they won their first big game i mean it 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 is when the dynasty began so but how can that be when the dynasty began when adam and vinatieri won that game for them tom I mean, brady he's didn't part do of the, shit i mean he brought him back they, they came back and, and and rallied you know but let me Boo. make my point here i know i agree you're not you're not with it but um so if you remember the divisional round that right, year yes. with the famous tuck rule. Yep. So that happened, right? And that ended up being the pivotal moment where the where basically the Patriots had like sort of yeah, started yeah. to ramp all, themselves up to the big game. I watched a long ass documentary about the tuck rule oh, yeah, and too. the it's Oakland really Raiders and stuff. Yeah. And they're yeah, all yeah. still super bitter about oh, it. Oh yeah, how why Yeah, course. it's on YouTube, right? Yeah, I think yeah, 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 I think yeah. I watched that as well. Really interesting though too. There's uh, I didn't know NFL Films had a YouTube page. Yeah. And they do oh, there's a shit ton the, of them. All the top ten yep. stuff they use. Oh, I love all that shit. So I've been watching all that recently. Um, but so if you flash forward to this year, right? That was the beginning of the dynasty, and people are saying that this could be potentially the, the end, end of the dynasty. Yeah, buddy. Think about it though. Playing the Rams with an up and coming quarterback, and you've got the like sort of veteran on the other side. Right. The roles are reversed, right? Right. Now look at the Saints game. And oh, a crucial shit. call where that team goes in, ends up overcoming that, and could potentially go win the super, go to yeah. win the Super Bowl. Fuck. So I just found that to be like a really interesting like sort of bookend to where that that 2001 game. Same teams are playing. Tom Brady's now the veteran. When you, you put it that. like that, though, it sounds like the NFL is scripted <laughs> uh, in a weird way, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, uh, there's a there's look. A I'm no flat earther, th- but <laughs> there's a lot of conspiracy theories around. Uh, what was that? A Super Bowl? It was the ra- uh, the Falcons Patriots game. Yeah, where the, they had that 25 oh. point comeback and just, the power went out. Just and ridiculous. People, people are saying that Goodell intentionally like uh, cut the power because the ratings were going down. Oh my god! Well, they were getting blown out, so it's like I kind of you know I, I could 
potentially maybe conceive of that, but I'm not a conspiracy theory guy either. But I thought that was interesting. I think that the world getting to watch the Patriots get blown out is a I think that's fucking juicy as shit. That's yeah. that's fucking great television. Well, I mean, I think it's fair to say that this year, just about everybody besides Boston are rooting for the uh, for the Rams. Have you seen the uh, the meme where it's the map? And it's like who's voting yeah. or who's who's rooting for who? And it was just the really northeast for the Patriots, <laughs> yeah. and then the rest of the and country. then no no and then and then Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> and then the rest of it was Rams. That's really funny. So dude. good, dude. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I think it's gonna be a close game for me. I, 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 I don't know why. I just have this feeling, but I have, I have a, a very, very strong inkling that this is the spread in this game. It's gonna be a three point game. It's gonna be down to I a field goal. I at don't the last want minute. that to happen because I'm gonna shit myself the entire game. I know. And think about it. If 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 it bookends that way with with a three point spread at a field goal. At, if it know. bookends like that, I'm gonna have to believe that it's fucking scripted. Like know, I'm just gonna right? become it's, a conspiracy theorist at that yeah. point. I mean, it's it's kind of odd. So I yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game, closer than the 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 um Fuck, the, the quote unquote not. professionals are saying. You know, over in the booking industry. But well, goddamn, the over under is what like 58 fucking points. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna be. High scoring game we'll see uh last thing i want to touch on on the super bowl is that the prop bets for i'm 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 going to vegas to watch the game of course you are so it's like i mean of course i fucking hate vegas i know but it's the rams <laughs> going to the super bowl yeah right so like i'm not gonna not bet when i'm there right so it's yeah. like i I've, I've been looking at some like the more fun like prop yeah things and uh one that i found hilarious was uh so it's like, I guess the proposition in itself isn't really that hilarious, but it's who's going to score the first touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. And that's player, not which team. Yeah. And it lists pretty much just fucking everybody. Yeah. Everybody on both offenses. But the odds are like, you know, su- yeah. <laughs> fucking super skewed. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Jared Goff is plus 5,000. Oh, my God. So if I bet $100 that Jared Goff is going to score the first touchdown. He's going to be fucking rich. And he does score the first touchdown. You get five thousand dollars. But he out has of it. to take it into the end zone, not pass it in, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's not going to happen. No. But I think it's hilarious How that like piss would you be if it did? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> but like, just like I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about the last Super Bowl with the Philly special, right? Like, yeah. it's possible yeah. Yeah. that a quarterback could fucking score a touchdown, yeah. right? So in my head, I'm like five plus five thousand. I mean, like that's not that ridiculous. It's only hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. I don't. I I'm probably not going to bet that. But it's yeah. like. Yeah. I just think that's hilarious that like that's that an is, option. That is pretty funny. I mean, you can bet on everything in Vegas. So it makes sense. Oh, but I didn't you can know bet on the thing. color of Gatorade that they're going to dump yeah. on the coach at the end. Like that's fucking stupid. <laughs> or how stupid. long it's going to take them to dump it? <laughs> you, you can bet on how long the national anthem is. It going to take oh, longer God. than one forty-seven or less Who's than one forty-seven? The, uh, the halftime show again this year. Um, Gladys Knight. So, oh, halftime show. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the. Uh, the national anthem at the beginning. Oh, that's uh, funny. I was like, wait, fucking what? Mar- it's fucking, uh, it's, it's a uh, Maroon 5. Bro. Oh, that's right. Oh, God, this is going to be a bad show. Old tight black shirt Adam Levine. Oh, my God. All right, we should probably move on. Yeah, we talked about right. 22 minutes of football. That's okay. I mean, it's, a, it's an important game. It's an important game for the, for the, uh, for the NFL in general. The game, the game, as as one would say. Have you been watching anything recently, Joel? Am I supposed to answer this question with a specific answer? I'm just curious. I forgot. I mean, I've got some stuff I've been watching, so that's why I was curious if you had anything you wanted to uh, um, bring up. I have been watching... Uh, <laughs> actually, 
so Nicholas Stoller, who yeah. did uh, get him to the Greek and the the neighbors and all that yep. shit. Um, he did a show last year called Friends from College. Oh yeah, with uh, with Key, Key and, and uh, uh, fucking Robin Smolders from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and the second season released like two days ago. And yeah, I, it's like I'm it's like I'm already fucking done with it. Yeah, do you I like it? Fuck, watched the whole thing in like a day and a half. Oh, it's fucking great. Really? Yeah. Um, See, I watched it's the, it's really good. Yeah, I watched the first uh, episode and, and I wasn't really sold on it. I didn't really enjoy it that much. And then I heard that the second season improved uh, pretty like the first season improves as it goes on. Exactly. So, so I need to give it. I need to give it a couple episodes, but I just I, I, yeah. know, I never you know went back to it. But I'll have to check it out. Um, it's just like, uh, the second season, I think really did a really good job where like, you think, you know, where it's going and then it gives you a twist, but then it kind of gives you the satisfaction of ending up right where you thought it was going to. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Like a lot of times, like they try to M night Shyamalan on you like, Ooh, it's, it's not how it is. Yeah. But like this time, like they did that, but then they went back and they were like, actually like, yeah. It it is exactly what you thought, and I'm like, oh yeah. fuck, hell yeah, I <laughs> fucking knew it. Yeah, um, that's cool. I dig it. It's funny. It's heartfelt. There's like, it's got that good like emotion plus comedy thing. Isn't Jake Johnson in that too, or no? No. Oh, okay. No, no, oh, he's not. I'll get that mixed up with Drinking Buddies or some shit. Yeah, like well, that's, that's a great movie. That's a really good movie. Um, I've also been watching You're the Worst. Nice. I will not get into that show because I will talk about that for the next 47 hours. Is, uh, is that on Netflix? Uh, it is on FX. Oh, FX. So uh, I have not been illegally downloading that. Um, it is the best written comedy show of the last 10 years. Really? Hands down, 100%. Ooh, I, will, wow. I will fight anybody right, who says I'll otherwise. Check this out then. Um, and it's in the last season, and they're doing really great fucking things. The season opener of this show is just fucking pure cinema. But for people who television. don't know, what's the uh, what's the premise? Just real quick. It is two really fucking terrible people getting into a relationship and then like actually falling in love, oh. but like having to deal with like they're both really shitty like fucking being people. Being shitty people and trying yeah, to, yeah, like they both came from a background where like they just want to fuck and do drugs, yeah, and like party all the time, but then they actually like each other and like oh fuck, like now like. Now, now we're in a relationship yeah. because we want to be, yeah. But like we're still these, but, like, what do we do? but we're still <laughs> these fucking people, yeah. And then of course there's like, you know, like I think the best part of the show. I'm getting into it, and I don't want to. Right. The right. best part of the show is that like the 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 supporting characters mm-hmm. are not just like they're the background. Like yeah. every supporting character is really fully fleshed out, has a really good, good plot line every I season, mean, and they're like. There, there's five seasons so far, and every single supporting character, like you care about them, you yeah. know their life. There, it's not just like, oh, it's that fucking dude again. Like yeah. every, you know about everybody, and everybody matters to everything. Interesting. And the comedy's just fucking that's awesome. genius. Bro. I mean, yeah, I mean, good TV. You know, you got to have like that's the first the four seasons are on Hulu. So, oh, okay, well, watch it. Check it out. Then. And then it's in the fifth right now. Cool. And it's the last. Definitely. I'm so. sure the fifth season's probably on Hulu then. Right, my my so like I I am a strong proponent that Scrubs and How I Met Your Mother are some of the best sitcom comedies of our generation, yeah. and I easily I easily succeed and say that this is the best. Wow, so, interesting. Just saying, cool. Good to know. Yeah, man, you're the worst. Thank you. Um, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I so am the worst. Is that everything you've been watching? Then is that pretty much rounded up for you? Um, 
Yeah, sure. I, I'm, <laughs> I guess. I mean, not? I started The Punisher, and like, okay. it's pretty good. Yeah, I still have to uh, finish season one. I never got around to it. Yeah, no, I just started season one. So it's uh, like, okay. I know that season two is out, and it's yeah, like, yeah. what you know, like, ah, fuck it, I'll watch it. I was I high mean, one day, and I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> well, the one thing I'm, with that show, I'm worried about it getting canceled. It's like, God damn it, I want to invest Oh, it's definitely going to get fucking canceled. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I kind of want to, you know, like, at least wait till that calls me. But uh, So on my end, I've been watching a bunch of shit. Uh, I'm going to run through it real quick. Uh, I saw First Man, finally. Uh, I rented that from Redbox. The first season? Oh, no, no I'm sorry. Movie, I'm the, talking about the, Future Man, right? Yeah, yeah no, no. First Man. With uh, the, with I actually... With, with Ryan Gosling. Yes. The Damien Chazelle, Neil Armstrong yeah, 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 yeah. biopic. Uh, pretty solid, you know? I, I There was a lot of like controversy around this movie, around the, like, the whole flag planting scene right. and stuff. <laughs> that shit right. didn't bother me. It was pretty good. I mean, it it tries to cover like seven or eight years of time. And give you a look into his life, so it can right. only do so much. But right. I would recommend people checking it out. It's a really great audiovisual experience. Like some of the IMAX scenes are truly breathtaking, and the sound yeah. design that they do there. Also, when the he's score. landing, like the rover or whatever it's yeah. called, are they screaming like, "Are you dragging, or are you stalling?" <laughs> nope, nope, nothing like that. Copy What's that. What's interesting is they actually use some real NASA recordings from oh, the that's mission. Oh, cool. yeah, so that was cool. Uh, also had to check it. Uh, uh, had the chance to check out Polar on Netflix. Oh, you know that 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 assassin movie we. Yep, we went over it. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast. Yep, which is uh, how, sh- how shitty was that? It wasn't too bad actually. I was expecting it to be pretty awful, but um, you know, uh, it's it's okay. I mean, the movie knows what it is. Right. You know? uh, I haven't read the the web comic yet, so I'm not. You know, I don't really have any like sort of frame of reference right, yeah, to yeah. compare it to anything. But uh, Mads Mikkelsen gives a really, like, awesome, committed performance. Hell um, yeah. I mean, it's not anything too special, but there's a lot of stylistic uh, flourishes that I think really, re- like work really well. Yeah. Um, I know we were talking, and by we, I mean me specifically, yeah. we're talking about how shitty the cinematography looked. Yeah. Was it kind of like that the whole, yeah, it the whole time? It wasn't. The, it was a really muted palette. Great. I think that's part of, like, what they were going for with the trying to adapt. <laughs> like, they were trying to keep that. I've got I this know. idea. I really want to make the film then, look well, bad. It, that's the Mads Mikkelsen stuff. And then you have this this whole other side of things with um, fucking Matt Lucas plays the villain. <laughs> and the villain is so ridiculously bad and like just one dimensional and just stupid. Like he's twirling his mustache and shit. 100%. Yeah. And like the whole thing, like the whole plot behind the movie is, and this isn't really giving away too much because it's at pretty much the very beginning is, Mads Mikkelsen is retiring, and this dude wants to kill him, so he can't collect his retirement money. And oh, right. Just, we talked about yeah, that. And he's like, like, yeah, it's the classic assassin wanting it, to kill the assassin movie. But he's not an assassin. He's he's the, Mads Mikkelsen works for him, but the, basically the guy doesn't want him to cash his 401k, oh. so that's why they're after him. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous, like, ham-fisted reasoning for, like, a plot of all time. Because the trailer definitely made it seem like it was, like, a rogues gallery of assassins trying to kill the best assassin in the That's world. That's basically, like, that... he sends all all of his assassins after him, and of course they all fail and all this shit. Right. Vanessa Hudgens is in it, too. She doesn't really get much to do, but I will say that the end does pack a pretty, like, interesting, emotional wallop if you're right. into it. But if the movie doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. I will say that um, the movie, like... You're going to know in the first five minutes whether you're in or not, because right right off the bat, you know, it starts off with this like really wide. I think I can know in the first zero minutes, <laughs> the, this <laughs> first really wide shot and something ridiculously crazy happens in like the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, OK, that's what that's what kind of movie we're watching. Great. You know? yeah. So I, I would say it's probably like a two, maybe a, yeah, probably a two out of five, if that. 
And that's only because I thought I love Matt Mickelson. Well, so. I mean, yeah, he's great. Yeah. So I also watched uh, the Reign of the Superman, which is the new uh, DC, the latest DC animated movie. Yeah, yeah, Not going to yeah. say too much. If you've read the comic, it's basically the same thing from the comic, truncated into a 90-minute film. Uh, it's solid. Not great. I mean, it tries to do too much. You know, it's just not long enough film. Wait a second. A DC film tries to do too well, much? Well, I mean, the animated stuff is usually pretty, pretty, you know, like yeah, self-contained and like it doesn't try to overextend itself. But uh, I mean, it's a it's a huge story that, you know, they're trying to tell right. in 90 minutes. So uh, so and then I've been playing some games and one thing I one of them. Oh, yep. Yeah. One of them I've, I've really wanted to talk about on the podcast, and that is uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake, which is. For me, probably the gold standard at this point of how to do a remake. You know what I mean? It's just so good. And it just reminds you so much of what made that, you know, original game so special. And basically, if you don't know, what they did is they remade the 1998 game. Did you ever play the game, Joel, or no? Hell yeah, dude. I remember being eight years old and shitting my pants. Look, you go back and you play the the original game, the Mm -hmm. graphics fucking suck. Oh, I know, but they were revolutionary at the time. Right, but and the controls are fucking clunky. Absolutely. And it's like, I'm sitting there playing that game, like, shitting my pants. Pants. Yep, absolutely. Like the dogs bust through the window. Yep. It looks so or, bad. Or the liquor. But when I did it, and I'm like, ah! The liquor crawling on old, the ceiling. Yeah, when I'm eight yeah. years old, that's like the scariest thing on the fucking planet. Absolutely. So do you remember uh, Do you remember Tyrant yeah. in the game, Mr. Oh, X? Yeah. So Mr. X is the fucking scariest goddamn thing I've ever fucking witnessed in a game. The way they do that, they completely reimagine the game like with a third person perspective. Right. So gone are like the fixed camera angles and all that stuff, yeah, which yeah. in my opinion, We're like you're walking down the hallway and the angles from fucking way over here. Yeah, you have to exactly. Walk the whole fucking hallway. 100%. And, and for me, that's like a huge change because it allows zombies to come from anywhere. Someone can right. come from behind right, you, right, you know, right. like Mr. X, he, he fucking stomps around the police station and you can like hear his ass and with the surround sound at one in the morning it was i was trembling dude because it's so fucking intense you know what i mean i saw this great video on reddit where he's following you in the like the library yeah and but like the dude on reddit just kept going around the like this big table yeah and he just kept following them yeah and then finally he just left yeah you're like, okay, bye. So, yeah, so what, (laughs) okay, bye. (laughs) So what happens is eventually Mr. X, like, goes back to, like, the main area until you see him again. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty intense. I, I rented the game. I didn't buy it, but I'm probably going to end up buying it. So I only played the Leon, the A story. There's actually, like, uh, two stories, like, scenarios for each, uh, character, um, as with the original. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would, I would recommend it. And then, uh, the last thing I've been playing, um, is Kingdom Hearts 3, which just came out. And I fucking hate this game so goddamn much. It's so frustrating. I played the first one. I can, really tell, liked it. You, I can tell you why you hate it. Why is that? Already. <laughs> because most people yeah. have only played Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, and you have to... And they're expecting Kingdom Hearts 3 to be yeah. a continuation of those two games. Yeah. Surprise, motherfuckers. There's Nintendo 3DS games. There's yeah. PSP games. Mm-hmm. There's fucking... There's like five or six games that have come there's out There's a bunch of games that no one's ever fucking played. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, people have played them. And they no, did, no, they of, did remasters of course. and all that shit. But not like... And I don't know. But casual just, fans so, aren't fucking playing the Nintendo DS yeah, Kingdom Hearts game. Ex- absolutely. And I was... I mean, I was pretty excited for this game. You know, the thing that for me is so disappointing with, with 13 years of development, this game feels like something that really should have come out like four years ago. 
You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it should have come a, out four years ago. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> very much trapped in time. The graphics feel like a fucking, yeah. uh, like the, the very beginning of the PS4 era. Like, playing Resident Evil and then playing Kingdom Hearts right after, it's like heads. And, I mean, they're different aesthetics, obviously. Right. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a convoluted story, convoluted characters. There's fucking clones of everybody and it's all confusing as fuck. And you play the game and it you have like two hours of cinematics and you play for like five minutes. And then the thing that's frustrating for me in every level, you play a section, right? You defeat some Heartless and some uh, some enemies and then another cinematic happens. Right. And then you got to sit through five minutes of cinematic and then you play for five minutes and a ten minutes. It's like so frustrating. I just want to play the goddamn game right. sometimes, you know? And I was playing today and uh, there's like a Toy Story World is one of the first ones you go right. to. And I was playing it for about four hours and the same fucking music goes over and over again. And it's the Toy Story three minutes. And by the end, like my wife, uh, Sarah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, was, what? Well, I'm saying for those yeah, who are yeah. listening, my wife, uh, she was just like, can we turn this off? Like basically <laughs> was the, was the thought she's, she's just like that music was fucking annoying me. Like she told yeah. me afterwards and I was like, yep, I know me too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fine game. Uh, I just think I've probably outgrown the the series a little bit. I don't. I just. I just don't know of many franchises that would make a flagship game mm-hmm. and expect you to know all of the one shot. Absolutely, story and lines. it doesn't try to explain any of it. It just throws you right into it. And there's like there's like a, t- a small title sequence at the beginning that shows flashbacks from all the games and right. crucial events. But it's not like there's dialogue or narration or anything. It's just showing you moments that you have no context for. I play PlayStation. Yeah. I'm not going to play a Nintendo 3DS game. Yeah, exactly. Kingdom Hearts yep. was a PlayStation game. Absolutely. Why the fuck are you making me try to understand all this other bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think maybe saying hating it is a little too strong of a word, but I mean, people are giving this game and nines and tens out of tens. I'm like, this is not a perfect game. Like this See, is like funny a, because I feel like those are the, I feel like those are the publications. Absolutely. Because all the people, my yeah. friends are saying the same thing. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck is happening in this game? Yeah, right totally. Now? Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like IGN, you know, all these other fucking right. places. But so I, I mean, I, I, for me, it's probably like a, a seven and a half or maybe eight out of 10. It's still pretty high. I mean, it's still pretty high but it's just fucking annoying i mean it's it's a decent game it's just little quirks that make me not want to like i'm glad i rented it because if i would have bought it i would have been probably pretty upset let's put it that way i think that's what (laughs) saved it for me is i rented it so three bucks i'm cool you know right but yeah so that's i mean that's that's pretty much what i've been uh what i've been up to recently um so I guess we should probably jump into news at this point, right? We've been rambling for too long. Yeah, I've been trying to like this whole time we've been talking about Kingdom Hearts. I've been trying to figure out like a like a like a like a really good analogy for like mm-hmm. say like between Final Fantasy like ten, yeah, and then like I don't know, just like if no one played Final Fantasy eleven online, mm-hmm. right? And then like they came out with a new one, and they were like, hey. Here's all this other story from like this shit you never played. Yeah, like it's like why would you? No, but I guess that's not a good analogy because it's still on the same platform. It's like it is, I but can't it's still just that they expected you to know everything from 
it's just from a bunch of different yeah and well the, the thing consoles. that's the thing that's frustrating too is that they do have that information in the game but it's in like a fucking journal that you have to read and it's like, like i mean both the games are like 50 hours a piece let alone all the side games right. so it's like it's it's ridiculous um so yeah i mean what's our first piece of news joel I mean, we have a few things, right? It's, it's been, I mean, it's two weeks. It's been it's January. New shit's starting to come out for the year, you know, getting geared up for 2019. Um, I mean, the first thing on the list, I'm not going to talk about that first. Let's talk, <laughs> about, uh, let's, talk about the Dune, let's talk about the Dune casting. Okay. So our uh, our friend Dennis. Yeah, our friend, friend Denny Villeneuve. Yeah, he's... He's rebooting, or I guess remaking. Remaking, so I think is rebooting. A, yeah, he's remaking the old classic Dune. Yep. Uh, old Lado Atreides. <laughs> um, I'm not super familiar with Dune besides the David Lynch movie, which is that. fucking atrocious. Yeah. But I hear the book is is pretty amazing. Right. Well, so Oscar Isaac, of course, and then fucking Javier Bardem, Timothy Chalamet. Yep. Rebecca Ferguson. Yep. Uh, this like cast is twenty other people. St- hacked. Yeah, absolutely, and it's coming from one of the m- most exciting filmmakers of our generation. Yeah, coming off of one of his best movies. I just, I just can't open my phone without seeing some writer yeah. jizzing their pants about this fucking cast. Dude, seriously. And I can't and believe every them because day I'm jizzing my pants. Every day there's a new fucking person, a, a, a major, you know, like, well-known, awesome actor being it. Yo, Javier Bardem, bad guy. Oscar Isaac's a good guy. Yeah. That's going to be, that's just pure sex on the screen right there. That's mm-hmm. a, that's going to be some dope-ass shit. There's going to be a lot of jizzing in our pants in this episode. Yes, there is. All, I mean, always. To quote The Lonely Island. Dune is a very loved it's got a cult following. Mm-hmm. Dune oh, is absolutely. Dune is very loved. Absolutely. And it's like... Especially the source material. Yes. And I just... Yep. I mean, there's not much t- t- to, to say about well, it. Well, I mean, I think uh, for me, there's a, there's a few reasons to be excited. I'm actually going to... This is going to give you guys a quick little preview on something Woo! I'm working on for the website right oh, now. Oh, shit. Um, but I think with the director, the cast, the fact that this movie is basically Star Wars meets Game of Thrones... It's a big budget that's a fucking. Really, that's a really good way to put it. It is. Uh, a, Would you a write big, that or did you read that somewhere? Uh, I've heard it from other people, uh, but I mean, it makes sense. Like no, it percent uh, does. And I haven't written the piece yet, so these are just like <laughs> stuff that's floating around my head. But you also have this is the first time that uh, Danny Villan Villanue or Villanue. I don't know how you say it. Uh, Danny, we'll call him. Um, is going to do a truly, truly massive epic scale movie that's going to take two fucking parts to do they're doing it in two parts by the way which is great um and then you know you also have sort of like just all the fantasy elements and all the the great stuff that you know people love in the book yeah so i think there's just really a lot for me it's one of the most exciting projects in development in hollywood right now i'm pretty pumped yeah not gonna lie i i mean i can't can't disagree with you on that one. I mean, especially this is definitely going to be one of those things that we talk about as as it as it develops. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to start gearing up for shooting um, this year sometime. I think it's supposed to be in like the this probably the fall. I would imagine because they're going to be shooting out in the desert. And nobody wants to go out in the fucking desert in the summer, unless you're Star Wars. Fuck that. Yeah, go to Tunisia in the middle of June and shit. Sounds great. That sounds fucking awful. Let's do it. 
I'm down. Go to Tunisia in the middle of Dune and then sit in a little fucking R2-D2 compartment sweating your ass off the whole time. So I'm really... I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised he didn't fucking die. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, he did, just not there. Oh, shit. I know. Too soon. Sorry, guys. Fuck. I had to. <laughs> fucking shit savage, bro. I mean... Holy shit. I mean, it's not like he didn't die. Everyone dies. You Very know? true. So, Dune, that's dope as yep. shit. Um, I'm just... You know what? I think I do this every episode. I'm gonna go pee. I'll be right back. Yep. Oh my God, we're back, and as always, you had no idea we were gone. Were um, we ever gone, Joel? <laughs> oh, hey, Whoa, thanks, Siri. Up, Appreciate Siri. that. Uh, all right, next thing. Um, have you got, fucking a. Have you ever heard about this little series called Fast and Furious? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's just this little like set of movies where crazy shit happens. It's like about used car salesmen, right? And they yeah. like sell cars to people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. What's the next? What's the next film in that franchise? Well, uh, finally getting the first uh, Fast and Furious spinoff, so to speak. Oh, and because it that's, wouldn't be Hollywood. Yeah. We got movies we didn't care about. And that's, of course, Hobbs and Shaw, which we saw the first trailer for today. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, and Jason Statham. I mean, they their their chemistry in, uh, what was it, Fate of the Furious, I think, yeah. was, was one of the best aspects of that movie and the, their camaraderie. So, good. So, you know, this, this makes sense. I know that everyone else... In the franchise is pretty pissed about this because they kind of feel like Dwayne Johnson's stealing their thunder. <laughs> but did you hear that fucking Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson had a falling out yep. on the set of that? Yep, sure so did. I think this is a big FU by him to Probably. Vin Diesel. Um, and also the news came out, too. He said that uh, he's uh, probably most likely not going to be in Fast and Furious 9. I heard. But, you know, uh, this movie... I wasn't necessarily too excited for, although it does have a good pedigree with uh, David Leach directing. Okay. Um, you know, of course, Jason Statham and The Rock in there. Right. Uh, and Idris Elba as the villain, which is one of the most exciting was, things about the movie I for me. I was extremely surprised. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if you've seen this trailer, I love, I love the fact that they're basically going just bonkers with this. They're just going there. You know what I mean? Um, I, had to, I had to ask Taylor if the trailer had started yet. Because I thought it was a, I thought it was an ad yeah. for another movie before yeah. the trailer. Because it was like Idris Elba is like, I'm a superhuman. I love that he got like an injection. And he's like punching open like walls and shit. And yeah, I'm like, steel doors. I'm like, is this a fucking Fast and the Furious movie? He's going all like da- he's going all David Dunn on their asses and was, shit. <laughs> that is a preview for what we're gonna be talking about <laughs> later. Oh uh, man, you shouldn't have spoiled that. <laughs> Um, I just I was like, is this a fucking Fast and Furious movie or what? I yeah. don't really understand what's happening. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I just I love the the tone of this movie, the song they use, like this, just every they, they they're just having so much fun making this movie. It looks like, and I hope that that I mean, it's obviously going to be over the top and and yeah. pretty ridiculous. I think that's to be assumed with the Fast Fast and Furious movies at this point. But Almost every time I talk shit about something, I eat my own words because like by the end of the trailer, I was like, I'm a I'm gonna watch that. I know, right? You kind of have like a little smile, especially with that last moment where he's like, "Fuck you," and you can't hear it though. I love that they get their f bomb without like actually having to use their one f bomb. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I just think that they're having a hell of a time, and this movie's gonna be buttloads of fun. We'll see though. I mean, it's only the first trailer. The plot could be absolute shit for all we know. Oh, I'm sure the plot is absolute shit. Yeah, it could still be a fun movie. Well, I'm saying just the story and just everything around that. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, just first trailer. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yep. Um, you know what? Let's look upwards. Okay. Uh, that That's fine with me. We'll go 
We'll go backwards. Yeah. So what's next? Uh, well, we got a, a pretty, pretty big uh, report, uh, probably, what, like a day or two ago now? I got some words on On, one. on the DC front. And uh, first of all, uh, we finally learned that James Gunn is officially directing Suicide Squ- Squad 2, now titled The Suicide Squad, if that wasn't confusing enough with the 2016 movie. Suicide Squad Volume 1? <laughs> this is Volume 2. It was a, it was a, I know. It was a James Gunn it's, show. It's, it's Volume 1.5. <laughs> I, I think that James Gunn is really, really stooping to a low level. Just to throw the middle finger? By d- no, not even that. I just think, like, why would you do... Su- Suicide Squad is one of the worst superhero movies yeah. ever made. Uh, I mean, of the modern era, it's 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 not not ever, dude. I mean, if you look at those seventies and eighties Hulk and Spider Man and Thor, all that bullshit, that stuff's terrible. But for dude. the time, yeah, of course. But I'm talking yeah, about modern, like, yeah, right. of course, yeah. Like it's it's pretty rough. I mean, I understand you got fucked by Marvel. Yeah. So maybe this is just like a fuck you. It re- it, re- it really feels like. But that. even but even as a fuck you, why would you want to go? Why would you want to go to the Suicide Squad? Well, I mean, it, to be honest, it actually kind of makes sense. Like, a ragtag group of people, like, much in the way that... Gar- like, Suicide Squad, in a lot of ways, was, was a response to Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, they so, I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of the snake eating its own tail in a certain respect, you know? But, uh, but I also think that James Gunn... Cause Okay, so here's what's happening is what what they're saying is that this is going to be a soft reboot, basically, right? So right now they're saying it's going to be all new characters, but I can pretty much guarantee you Harley Quinn's going to be in it and Deadshot's going to be in it. But I'm okay with that. Everyone else can fuck off. You know what I mean? Pyro is cool. I really like that. Will Smith will come back? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, quick, quick. I'm sorry. Quick fucking side note. This fucking commercial I've been shooting for the last five days, Mm -hmm. Jaden Smith was supposed to show up for three of them. Yeah. Didn't come. At all? Any of the fucking days. Really? The first day, they were like, oh, he's not going to come today. We'll push it to tomorrow. The next day, they're like, oh, he's not going to come. We'll push it to the day after next because the day after that was like. Is he getting paid? I was like, oh, damn, I'm, I'm fucking sure he well, was. Well, why the fuck are you not showing up but The then? day after that was uh, a pre-rig day. So, like, the next day, which was today, yeah, they, he didn't fucking show up today either. <laughs> uh, good old Jaden. Yeah, I mean, he's. Doing good stuff. He's out there being too woke. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, he's so woke. He's so it's so like his daddy-o. You think they're going to, like, I don't know, like, do you think Will Smith's going to come back after the first one didn't do well? I think he's pretty well associated with that character. And I don't, I think, I don't think the movie's problems were due to either Will, Will oh, Smith I don't think or Margot Robbie. Fault, but like, would saying, you want to like, come back to a movie that sucked like that? Uh, I mean, if they pay enough. I mean, that would he's be like he's fucking Re- in Aladdin, dude. But Who would have thought like that? Ryan Reynolds going back to, like, Green Lantern. <laughs> or the Blade franchise, <laughs> Blade Trinity Two, yeah, Blade Quadrinity. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Quadrinity. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I have faith in James Gunn, and I think if he's committed to the project, obviously something is there, and I think that I trust in James Gunn enough at this point to the, hang on, but every to believe it until we see or hear more. Everything we know about James Gunn 
even even the weird Twitter shit that they got him fired for, right? Yeah. Just knowing that he's a fucking weird ass dude. Yeah. Which is why Suicide Squad is kind is of there, hang on, but is there something there? Or is this really just an elaborate fucking like fuck you to Marvel? Like I think or is he just gonna make a terrible fucking movie? I, I think just that, as a joke. I think that James Gunn isn't that kind of director. I think if if he's in, he's in. Yeah. But I think the big F U is also like a bi- a, con- a huge contributing factor. And I guarantee you they probably paid fucking James Gunn up the wazoo. I bet you this is probably the best offer he received for anything since he's been fired from uh, Guardians. So I think there's a lot of a lot of things in there. And to be fair, if they're focused on just making good movies at this point, I'm all right with that. Like, I'm okay with seeing James Gunn do Suicide Squad, even though I think I'd rather see him do just, like, something original at this point. This is not going to be a new opinion from me, but yeah. it's a DC movie. I don't care. Yeah. It's hard even, to it's hard to care. Even with James Gunn attached, it's yeah. not gonna be a good movie. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, DC will like as we established before. If they can hit their stride with Shazam, they'll be heading in the right direction. Which Shazam's looking pretty solid right now. Shazam looks awesome, but again, that's got nothing to do with the rest of the universe. No, but it does prove that they can make good individual movies. And if they can make good individual movies, that's the starting point, you know. But that to me is just a good Warner Brothers movie. What Shazam? Yeah, it's got nothing to do with DC. They don't like they didn't. They're not tying anything in. It's got nothing to do with well, the DC I mean, universe. They, That's they, just a Warner Brothers film. They, they 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 are. I mean, it's 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 definitely a part of the DC universe. They were talking How? about trying. Well, they're they're trying to have a uh, Cavill cameo at one point, but in the trailer, not be Superman anymore. But I know. Well, that's that was part of the reason right. why they were saying he might not be Superman. But we don't know that. We don't know that. Even though we do know that, um, and. The other thing too is you see there's the, I think what DC would be smart to do is is not make the connections to the larger universe like super apparent at first or at all. Well, I mean, for instance, in the Shazam trailer, you see a battering like a replica battering that Ben right. Affleck's bat. Yeah, ba- right, so right, right. stuff like that, I'm totally cool with because that tells me okay, this is the same universe. It's a fun little callback, but like we're not going to make a big deal about it. Kind of like how Cap Shield was in Iron Man One and Two, right? You know that kind of thing. So. Yeah, I mean, I, like it's it's impossible to say what what it is at this point, though. I mean, other than us just fucking speculating. If <laughs> if Suicide Squad two is a good movie, I will. I I'm I'm trying to think of something like Super Dave right now. Like I like will, the Tom Brady thing. <laughs> yeah, like if Suicide Squad two is a and I it's I guess it's all subjective, right? But it's like yeah. if either of us fully enjoy Suicide Squad yeah. two, and again I will admit it, or even if I it gets like Tom Brady's decent goat, reviews, like <laughs> if if it's good, I will. I don't know. What's I make a formal apology on the podcast? I don't no, know. That's, <laughs> not, that's not like it's not that's good not enough. Like good enough. Uh, how about you shave? <laughs> well, I mean, it's another shaving for, challenge. I, I, I know for, stu- for fucking stupid reasons. Yeah, I know. I'll get like I don't know. I'll I'll get like a weird tattoo or something. I don't know. Get a James Gunn tattoo. <laughs> so, dude, you get a Suicide Squad tattoo. <laughs> What's the little clown face from the first one in like yeah, the, it's like in the, like the logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll that. tattoo that on my body somewhere. Yeah, oh my god, dude. No that shit. Would be if amazing. Suicide Squad two is a good movie, I will tattoo something Suicide Squad on my body. All right, I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. Dude, that's I have. You, but... And again, I have stupider tattoos, so that's fine. <laughs> that's true. I'll 
I'll do it. Dude, you're going to get a DC tattoo on your body? Well, when you put it like that, I'm just <laughs> not going to do it. Damn it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Uh, moving on from that flaming pile of shit. Yep. Um, More DC stuff, right? <laughs> unfortunately. But this has actually got promise in it. Absolutely. And again, I will always admit this is the only part of the DC universe that I fully enjoy. Do you know why? Is the Batman. Because it's Batman. Batman. Uh, what's going on with that new Batman movie? Dude, we've been well, hearing about it for like eighteen thousand years. Yeah, ago. I mean it's been pretty much all quiet on the on the Western Front ever since the regime change last year. Um, you know, C people have been better. people have been. Uh, oh, we're, we're I mean, it was all the way up to the top, dude. They fired a, executives and shit. You know, so it's like uh, they have a whole new person running the, uh, which is ironic. I learned this recently that Warner Brothers doesn't actually call the DCEU the DCEU. It just that's something fans gave it, and it just kind of took off. And apparently, they fucking hate it, which is why I love calling it the DC. Well, you know why they hate it? Because it's not a fucking universe. Exactly, it's they not. It's it not an official. Yeah, um, I mean, you still got to check out Aquaman. I, I'm very curious to see what you think of that movie. Not gonna happen. Well, you're gonna watch it sometime when you're stoned on the couch or something. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, but check back with me in three months when it's on Netflix. <laughs> right. It's been, it's been pretty much all quiet on the Western front in, in terms of the Batman, which is the working title apparently and not the official title. The Batman. Uh, and it's of course being directed and written by Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves. who you know comes from uh, from from uh, the J.J. Abrams camp. Let the right one in. Yep, and Cloverfield, yep. and uh, I think he wrote Felicity before that, or something. Well, one of the J.J. Abrams shows, I can't remember. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's a it's been all quiet on the Western Front, and finally did we got a the, bunch uh, of news about the movie, the chimp, the chimp movies. He did, he did yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Dawn of the Planet right. of the Apes, the second and third ones. And those are really great movies, and, and you know he proves he can do a big budget, you know, blockbuster. I've been, have I've it been be a really, really good. good fan of him since Let the Right One In, dude. Yeah, like, I uh, mean, I love, I even like Cloverfield. I think I he, I think he let, let me in. I think it was. It didn't have the same title as the. I'm pretty sure it was Let Me As in. the original, right? Chloe Grace Moretz and uh, and that was a good, uh, Cody Smith McPhee. That, that, that was a good fucking movie. Man. I enjoyed it. I think it was a solid remake. I still think Let the Right One is a superior movie, though. I mean, that movie is like it's pretty much perfect. But right. that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, so the uh, we finally learned more about the movie. Um, first big piece of news: Batfleck is no more. Ben Affleck will not be coming back for the movie. We were texting about this. Yeah, and I feel like that's not really news. No, it like, is. Like it's the first time that they've. Announced they've it. Co- they've confirmed. They've confirmed it. That's the news. I'm pretty sure that like Ben Affleck was rumored to not be Batman anymore. Like after Justice. Like yeah, it's, it's been a very long time. Absolutely. Like, Ever since that uh that that Jake Gyllenhaal rumor came out that yeah. he might be, which is is well since the Flashpoint. Like they yeah. had they had rumored Flashpoint. Yep. And that he was not going to be like remember when like Jeffrey Dean Morgan mm-hmm. and uh, Maggie from The Walking Dead, where yep. the fuck her name is. Yep. That like. They were supposed to be playing, uh, like, like the alternate versions was Flashpoint yeah, yeah, yeah. rumor. Well, now, yeah, now it's apparently not Flashpoint right. again. And who Which the fuck f- knows what's happening I'm with the fine. Flash movie? I mean, I think I think Flashpoint would be. Look, I'm not a studio executive. Yeah, but I'm well, also, we are we are right now. But I'm also not an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that Flashpoint is their saving grace. They fucked the universe so hard that instead of rebooting it. Why not make a Flash movie? I th- it's still in canon and do Flashpoint, and you can. I agree. It having to I agree. It. My one big, big, big problem with that is the fact that they have not established the Flash. You need to have established <laughs> that fucking I'm character sorry. Sorry. to do Flashpoint. I'm sorry, 
You're complaining about the DC establishing no, characters. No, I, I know. I'm saying it, the it, Justice League was a movie. I know totally. I'm, the point I'm making is I'm saying Flashpoint they will not Aquaman work after Justice League. I know, and fucking Flashpoint though will not work unless you've established that those characters and all that stuff. If you just try to do a Flashpoint movie in the first 30 minutes, you try to set all this shit up and then change the timeline on everything. It's gonna be fucking weird i mean they just tried to do a justice league movie i mean that which is why they shouldn't do that again with the flash <laughs> learn from your mistakes you know so I, I i agree that flashpoint is a good way of doing that but not right now you know flashpoint maybe down the line i could see them doing that but like it's it would in my opinion it wouldn't work um, i just want to see jeffrey dean morgan as an old batman oh that would be fucking dope <laughs> right i would That's love what I'm it saying. i mean we're you, getting you kinda, i know you kind of saw that in watchmen though um, so, yeah, you really did. Yeah, as, as the, uh, as the comedian, right? So, really quick though, to, before we jump to the next thing, uh, well, I'm not trying to jump to the next oh, okay, thing yet. Sorry. I'm saying like we like we didn't really. Oh no, there's a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's still a bunch to cover. So, um, the movie was also dated for a twenty uh, like a summer right? 2021 release. Yeah. So that means we're getting in about two years. Matt uh, Matt Reeves did say that uh, he's going to do another pass on the movie, and Is that they're working the on that. Like in development, superhero movies like of all time. We've been hearing about this movie for like three years. Not of all time of 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 the DCEU for sure. That's definitely the most uh, the, the the longest development cycle. Um, I mean, Superman Returns was in development for like twenty years before that movie happened. Jesus so, uh, you know, there's there's been some crazy stories out there. Um, but what's interesting is that apparently uh, we we've heard rumors in the past that uh, Penguin is going to be the primary antagonist in the movie, but. Yeah. The new report says that it's kind of uh, kind of be more of an ensemble piece with the rogues gallery the in rogues terms of villain gallery of villains. I'm exactly. Very excited about this. Yep, yep, yep. And so that's that's really awesome because it's going to give them a, a nice chance to like reintroduce a lot of these characters for that universe. What excites me about this, and maybe I'm being optimistic, yeah, because now I'm looking at it as a Batman movie, not a DC movie. If Absolutely. Was, if I'm just looking at it as a DC movie, I have zero faith. Yeah. But if I'm looking at it as like a Matt Reeves Batman movie, I know. I'm thinking, like, he's not going to make the Spider-Man 3 mistake and just shove a bunch of villains into the main plot line. No. What I'm thinking is we're going to see, like, a history mm-hmm. of Batman, right? Like, the rogues gallery is not going to be like, ooh, you got to fight five villains no. in one movie. Like, it's, yeah. g- it's like a timeline of, like, him coming across. Like, like I don't want to say origin story, but, like, him, like, meeting all these different yeah. fucking... Well, I, I have I have a feeling it's... I mean, it's tough to say because we don't really know what the inspiration <laughs> know nothing. for this is going to be. Yeah. But he also did mention that it, the primary focus is, is that it's going to be, like, a sort of noir-tinged story. Right. So I could imagine Batman going to Arkham, and then that's where we see a oh, bunch of people. So or if he, you know, maybe, uh, like hunts down certain villains to track him uh, to get information right maybe something like hush you know what i mean where it's like yeah. you have a ton of cameos in that story but at the same time like they're not just like right, right. they're part uh, crucial parts of the plot so that's like really exciting for me and, and i was already pretty pumped about this movie i was kind of sold on it already without even having heard anything but this just makes it even more appealing if hollywood just wasn't such a money-grubbing industry Warner Brothers would be very smart to just stop making DC superhero movies. Yeah. Until this movie comes out. Yeah. And, and use it, it. And when it does really good, mm-hmm. like it's gonna do, because it's Matt Reeves and Batman, mm-hmm. based everything off of that movie. Yeah, and see, that's why it's kind of weird to me that like, 
I, I mean, I feel like Batman is sort of like the, the jumping, the launching point. But at the same time, I also feel like if you can't do Batman, you can't do any other. Yeah, Batman's like the most well-known and right. one of the quote-unquote easier characters. You right. know, even though it's not to say he's a no, I know not exactly what you're talking about. It's all so. it's all based in reality. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's not some wild shit like Suicide he's not some Squad fucking or space, fucking, yeah, yeah like Shazam or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I just I I mean I just think this thing has a lot going for it. The other interesting thing to note is that uh, there was a report that the initial script was about uh, two hundred. Oh no, I'm sorry, one hundred and sixty pages, which is about two and a half hours. Uh, if you you know go page by page, I so. would I would I would watch a two and a half hour. I would too. Fucking Matt Reeves Batman movie. <laughs> I would too. I mean, so. bat. You have to remember, Batman Begins. I fucking is like, watched Infinity War. So. Absolutely, and Batman Begins is like two hours and twenty minutes, and that movie is fucking it really. Yeah, that movie flies by. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, I mean, well, when you got Qui Gon Jinn in a movie, what are you gonna do? I know, right? Maybe they should get him in this one. Qui Gon but, Jinn, but have him play, have him play a different, uh, have him play a different. Character. He just plays Qui Gon Jinn in a Batman movie. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, seriously. Taylor, who's gonna play Batman? That's. I'm actually been thinking about that a lot recently because I'm probably gonna write a piece on people who could potentially play the character. For me, I don't know why. But Oscar Isaac is someone who stands out as, like, not to yeah. say that he would be a good fit for the role, but someone that Hollywood thinks would be a good fit for the role because he's popular and you know he's he's got a big uh, his star is is certainly still on the rise even though he's a well known actor at this point. We had this little conversation. We did. I think uh, he could play like, a Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I don't think he could play the Batman. Yeah. Exactly, and that's for me. That could he do the the the, so the darker as brood, more broody aspects of that. Uh, which is ironically one of the better parts of uh, Batflex' perf uh, performance right. in those two movies. But for me, uh, also maybe someone like Glenn Powell, who is a uh, up and comer and kind of has that like playboy persona. Who's that? Uh, he was in Set It Up. That uh, did you see that the romantic comedy with Zoe Deutsch? He's oh. he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's actually been in, he was he had a role in The Dark Knight Rises as well. You remember oh, okay. the Dark Knight Rises when they go and um, unfortunately hijack the stock market? Yeah, uh, he's basically the guy that Bane like takes to get uh, his password and throws him into the computer uh, and all that uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's basically a pretty boy. Uh, he was also in Some Like It Hot, the Re uh, Richard Linklater um, uh, movie that was kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, maybe maybe someone like if they're trying to go a little bit older. Um, you could maybe get away with uh, like an Army Hammer or someone like that who was originally supposed to play Batman to begin with, and I think Army would actually Hammer's be kind of a good one. Like a Henry Cavill Superman-y kind of. You know, I mean, Henry I mean? Cavill is a good Superman. He's just and same with Ben Affleck. He's a good Batman. He just never had the material. I'm saying to, like, I think know. I think I think Army Hammer is more of like a Superman. Oh, got you, got you, got you. I mean, he was cast to play Batman in George Miller's Justice League movie, ironically enough. Huh. So that's kind of why I think of that. But I mean. To be honest, that you know, th there's. How uh, would you feel if they went with the Flashpoint type Jake Gyllenhaal thing? I I think that would be a bad idea. Yeah. I don't I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal would be a good Batman, and plus he's Mysterio now, so that kind of uh, counts it out a little bit. Yeah. So I think that's a better, way better casting than Jake Gyllenhaal is. So good. Yeah. Which is funny because you used to fucking hate him, dude, and you've had a total 180. I am very set in my ways, but mm -hmm. I will never lie about my yeah. my my opinions changing yeah if you can change my mind hey dude based upon facts i will admit are to you it. are you going through a jill hollison jill and oh right now oh my god 
Night <laughs> Nightcrawler was the beginning. Like he yeah. was fucking killer in it, and I had yep. no, I literally had no choice but to admit it. Yeah, he did a good fucking job. Did you see, uh, I can't, I you can't s- lie. Have you seen the the heard of uh, Velvet Buzzsaw yet? I saw the trailer. It looks great. Yeah, it's, that's him reteaming with. It's uh, out now, right? It's coming. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it came out today actually. Like, um, so I have to watch that. <laughs> I watched films that he was in, and they were bad. Yeah. So I didn't like him. Yep. Bubble Boy. And I was adamant. No, Bubble Boy is great. I know. <laughs> I was adamant about not liking him because every time I would give him a chance, it would be a bad movie. Like Brothers. Everyone's like, oh, you got to see fucking Brothers. Oh brothers are so fucking God. good. Brothers fucking suck. And I was like, okay, Nightcrawler trailer looks cool. I'll watch it. And I was like, okay, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then he did prison. Like, he did. He Since then, he's been doing good. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, like, just keep up this fake facade of hating him for no fucking reason. Like, yeah. he. Yeah. He's he's changed my mind, so Absolutely. I'm fucking all about it now. One hundred percent. I'm on the Jillen Hall train. Yeah, especially with him being in Far From Home. Now you're just like all about it, dude. I'm, yeah, he's just like it's it's kind of like he catered to me specifically. I mean, you know, he yeah. did, but but it's <laughs> they're but like kind of like, oh, hey, like he did. they're gonna dedicate Spider-Man Far From Home to Joel Reeves. D- oh my god, <laughs> I, I almost shed a tear there. Seriously, don't you dare. Um, I mean, I don't know who could play Batman. I it's mean, a tough one. I guess I guess the point we're skimming over is that they said they're not going to cast an unknown. Yes, that's that's the other big key piece of information. And, and there com- has to be somebody, I guess not famous, but like... But a, a well-known actor, a moder- well-versed actor. Moderately famous. Yeah. And I think it's more so just someone, you know, who has the chops to play both roles because that's something that's always been challenging with the with the with the Bruce Wayne right. Batman personas is getting someone who can balance both of those, which for me, Christian Bale, you know, is just the he, he was able to find that a good mix. Um but the um the other thing too, I mean there's a lot of other things apparently, but the final thing I should say is that they're looking for someone in their late twenties or early thirties. Apparently, right. Reeves wants someone in in the in the high twenties range, and the studio kind of wants someone in in the early thirties, mid thirties. So we'll see who they end up casting. But that actually kind of widens the net a little bit as far as who they can cast. I like every time I try to think about casting, my brain just like forgets about human beings. Yeah, and it's like. I'm sure you could you could come up with a few if you had a chance to 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 ponder it. I guess where I'm just we're just so we're so saturated with superhero movies that my mind just goes to like people who are already superheroes. Yeah, that's the challenge too. Is you got to find someone who's who's, who's a, not already a fucking superhero. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Reynolds has done it all, so mm-hmm. like you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like so. you don't have to not be a superhero to be another superhero. But could Chris Evans play Batman? I think Chris Evans could play Batman. Really? I don't think he's going pop to. That, no, but that I just think, popped in my head he like, could. oh, yeah, that's the question. I think could he 100% he? could. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I think he would make a killer fucking Batman. It'd be kind of weird but to see him with donning the cape and cowl. No, it'd be. Just because I don't, think, I don't think people could get over it, so that's why it wouldn't happen. But That's what I'm saying. I I, it's so hard to disassociate him from, from Cap at this point. Right, yeah. But it just isn't, isn't that funny that, like, we, like, he was the fucking he was fucking human torch that fucking nerd yeah. like I can't believe there's been that. a few people who have played two different superheroes. Oh, yeah. I mean that's just that's just the Marvel way. Yep. That's how that's how they that's how they play their play their game. All right, let's <laughs> let's fucking speaking of Marvel. Yeah, let's move on from that one because that's a good fucking segue. Yep. Um, Disney Plus. Yep. Is a thing that exists. Yep. Or which is 
going to exist. Yeah, which the we idea discussed. exists. Yeah. Yep. Um, which has nothing to do with the X Men yet. Until now. I so Dark Phoenix is bombing. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not technically bombing yet because nobody's really seen it. But apparently, it's gone. Uh, they've done three test screenings, and every time, different audiences have said this movie is awful. It's kind of like Fox can't make an X Men movie. That's, hmm. that's weird. I mean, they can. They just made them last fifteen years. Uh, they made them fifteen years ago. Well, they only made two of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, did Disney, in the Monopoly sense, bought Fox. And they are undoubtedly going to adapt the X-Men franchise in for some their form. own money-making greed. Yep. And, every, I mean, obviously, the Hollywood way is to make an origin story, a midpoint, and an end cap to the trilogy. Yeah. That is what people do with superhero movies. Yeah. I read somewhere a rumor, mm-hmm. or maybe just an inkling. It's a rumor. That wouldn't it be great if the X-Men were a television series? Yep. Sort of a la Game of Thrones? I mean, that's a... Twelve hours so of story is better than two hours of story. Exactly, and as far as like the genre, that's a little bit of a stretch. But in terms of like having time to develop character and stuff like that, I think it's it makes sense. I mean, I'm not gonna uh, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I called this shit uh, last right. year, right? Uh, because it just makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you you have you have uh, all of these characters which have been introduced in a different separate fucked up universe with weird continuity and then you know you have to disassociate yourself from that and what better way to do that by really taking the time to develop character and introduce new characters new characters introduce them have one episode focus on you know a different a different character every time or maybe take like three or four characters and just focus on those um i just it, it just it makes sense you know what I mean? It's just there's there's no other way. The X-Men universe is so vast that you can't really do it justice the way it should be done Use I mean, it, it, with a movie. Absolutely. Here's why I think an X-Men TV show is the way to go. Absolutely. As good as X-Men and X2 are, as good mm-hmm. as they are, to me... The definitive X-Men storyline is the X-Men 90s television show. The animated series. Absolutely. It's the gold standard. They did that so fucking well Mm -hmm. that just literally, I don't even care if you just remade that live action. Right. It's going to be badass. Seriously. You, it's just, we need a Gambit movie when you can get three or four hours of that motherfucker mm, in a TV show. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Um, It's just, I, I agree. Like there's too there's too many characters, yeah, to make us give a shit, mm-hmm. and that's why Infinity War or even just let's just go way back the Avengers, yeah, it couldn't happen unless we had all the individual movies, yeah, because you need but the context, gonna, and but you're not to gonna do a Cyclops movie and a no, Storm movie no. and a Rogue or even movie. a Gambit movie no because apparently that's shit. never gonna happen, right? So like instead of trying to trying to make one movie in this big universe. 
just do a fucking TV show. Yep. And what's what's brilliant about that idea is that with this, with the X-Men in particular, you can have your cake and eat it, right? You can do a TV show that sets all these characters up and then just do an awesome like event movie. You don't have to set up all that. You can introduce some new peoples. You can focus on the villains and it's like you're golden. It's like a, like an, a, an Infinity War or an Avengers type movie, need, you know? That's the thing is you don't even need to do movies, dude. Towards no. the end of the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones, the that's last what episodes were like, were like an hour and a half long. Yeah, but the, but 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 my point is is you could have them appear in, in oh, wherever the right. fuck. Yeah, they yeah. could pop up in fucking Black Panther, or, you know, right, right. Storm you, gets married to Black Panther. Like, you right. could do all that shit, yeah, yeah. you know, by but just simply by setting these characters up in a TV series. That's all you need to do. But they should do more. But I mean, that's you know, at the minimum, that would make the job so much easier. I'm just being for the selfish MCU. because I want more than two hours of the X Men. Absolutely, really, I think everybody really does. Yeah. I think everybody does. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, that's I mean, uh, like like any topic, I could go hours and hours and hours. Yep. On this. And this is just a rumor. Nothing's confirmed at this point. But I mean, let's let's be honest. Like this is this is probably going to end up happening. I think that there's a lot of strong positives yeah. for them to make this happen and not a lot of negatives. Yeah, I agree. No one's going to complain about more X-Men. No. The only down... Unless I think it's the bad. Only, right. Well, I mean, yeah. The only downside would be from their side of the thinking, which is we're going to make less money because it's not a blockbuster movie. Not really, because like, well, I mean, this is something we wanted to touch on was the fact that the Disney could potentially spend five hundred million dollars on Star Wars and Marvel. and Marvel content. So that's for the for way TV, you have, the way insane. you have to think about it though is that this is going to be the stuff that's going to pull people to the streaming service, right? Right. So they need that sort of like cornerstone content. Yo, like I would X subscribe Men, to Disney Marvel, Plus so all fucking quick. Shit. Oh, dude! If if, if they were like <laughs> X Men. The series, I'd be like, Seriously, take my I mean, not to mention money. the Mandalorian, dude. That that alone for me is like oh, worth yeah. subscribing. The Mandalorian, I'm in, but if, but, but like, I know that's like the jizz, jizz like, in up, my patents moment. Yeah. Um. Let us move on to the main topic because it's an hour and fifteen in already, and yeah, we got to try like to keep this one a little tight now. Yeah, except I feel like we're gonna be talking about this for a second. Toy. So there's this little there's this dude named M Night Shyamalan. Yep. He makes he makes movies. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh barely making movies. He hasn't made a a good movie in a while. Yeah, he's made two good movies recently. That's part of the reason why he's got so much goodwill going into... Produced, though, not directed. No, he right? directed. Oh, he, he directed The he Visit. He directed... And he directed Split. Oh, Split. I yeah. was not remembering But before Split, The right. Visit, he was basically in director's jail. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what we're talking about then. We're talking about Glass. Yep. The big, big, quote-unquote, superhero release of oh uh, of January 2019. I can't... I still can't decide if, like, this superhero movie was, like, an idea where he was like, how do I salvage my fucking career? Yeah. Or if it was, like, really a plan from the beginning. I think it was a combination of both, like all things. Here's the thing, is I think I think maybe Mr. Glass and Unbreakable, uh, mm-hmm. the Overseer, or uh, uh, the Green Guard. Like, yeah, the Overseer. I think, like, I think those two, at some point, were probably super connected. Yeah. But... Sp- there's like splits not connected until the end. When no, you totally. See and so, 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 you what see David Dunn in the s- fucking diner. So what Shyamalan says is that 
originally there were there were two concurrent storylines in Unbreakable. You had David Dunn's story, and then you had the Horde's story. Right. And then what happened is those eventually they eventually clashed into a big climax, right, kind of right. like what we get here. So basically, he excised that plot the way he says it. Right. And then down the line said, "Oh, I could turn this into a little low budget movie and have that sort of big wallop of an ending come and and you know shock the shit out of people." Right. Um. So it's tough to say if it if he actually did, but. In my opinion, it's like even if he had the idea, he didn't know what the fuck he was going to do with it. Right. You know, based on the movie we got. So. Yeah, it 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 didn't seem like two concurrent storylines to me. No, no, no. Of course not. But that's that's kind of the way he he phrases it or, you know, frames it, so right. to speak. I I I love Unbreakable. Oh my gosh, it's a masterpiece. So, so like it's a masterpiece. It was I mean, it's it's super it, it it was super cool to me to see Bruce Willis back as the one and only David Dunn. Absolutely. Making his super cool. I mean return. older way 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 fucking older mm-hmm. than he was. Yeah. But it was still cool to see him Absolutely back. To catch up with him too and see what he's been doing. Just the opening scene where those kids are being assholes and they're yeah. punching people on the street for fucking YouTube vids. Yeah. But he just follows them home and fucks them up. By the way, I think it's safe to assume that we're just gonna jump right into spoilers. Oh yeah. Um, in case anyone hasn't seen this movie yet. It's been out for a couple weeks now. So but yeah, what's what's interesting about that though is that the kid does a Superman punch. Yeah. Which is Knight's way of course of like, you know, um, trying to be a little more meta about things but yeah it's really cool to see c- to catch up with him to see what he's been doing and then also you, we get the uh the security store which i thought was a yeah, really great i love which that. is a really great touch. security company yep and you know i think that to it, uh, in general the first act of this movie is actually really really strong yeah you know what i mean the first act of this movie is exciting and is is basically the movie we asked for or wanted after unbreakable it's, you know? i mean it's combining it all yeah Exactly. It's what it's it's basically like I said what we expected at the end split. You know, we get that confrontation um early on that sort of like uh, first act climax that happens in in the warehouse. Uh, all that stuff is really good. I mean, so that fucking scene where like you first see David Dunn and the Horde like fight each other. Yeah. It's exciting. That shit's dope. It is. Cuz w- like his son is like, "Ooh, you're getting older and you yeah. like you you might have a little doubt, like, mm-hmm. is he not unbreakable? Yeah. Like, is he getting old? And then he fights the Horde, and, like, in the first five seconds, you're like, nah, he's he's fucking, which he's is, fucking invincible. Which is also problematic when we get to the second and third acts. And the, uh, in particular, the uh, Sarah Paulson's character right. is, like, really super problematic. But we'll get to that. Um, quick, but w- Quick shout-out to how his son is the same fucking kid. I am so – I was just about to say that. I'm it's so it's glad the that they brought Kent, uh, Spencer Treat Clark, yeah. Clark back. It's his fucking son from the first movie. Yep. You see him all grown up. He's Now he's the man in the chair. I love that he's, like, totally into it's it. Like, great. he's the sidekick, you know? I love it. Absolutely. And I love, too, um, that, you know, their, their sort of, like, uh, relationship um, in the first act is really yeah. solid how he's given him directions and then, you know, he eventually bumps into the horde and all that. I, yeah. I just thought all that stuff was like awesome. And then the second act happens. Then David everything gets goes taken downhill. to the, yeah, the motherfucking psychiatric As soon ward. as they go to the mental ward, that's when I really start to have problems with the movie. I'm going to say that I, so I know we're going to disagree on this. I liked the first and the third act. The second act is I will I like, agree with you. I, I think it's 
it's okay. So <laughs> I mean, like, <sighs> there's so much to fucking say. Absolutely. Like, and I mean, okay, no, you know what? The third act explains it because it's like my my big problem with it was like. David Dunn didn't do anything wrong. Why are you keeping him here? Yeah. Like, that was my big problem with the second act of the movie. It's like, mm-hmm. he was he just saved these fucking cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Why Why is he... Absolutely. Why Why did you arrest him? And that, and that goes into the whole, the whole uh, thing, too, about, oh, I have three days to, to, to treat you, or else you're right. going to be... And I'm just like, okay, something's going on here, and you're not being, like, super transparent. You're being pretty transparent about it. You know what I mean? And it's right. just kind of like, this doesn't make any logical sense in a franchise where everything is supposed to be super realistic and grounded like fuck off oh we want to talk about super realistic and grounded i think the biggest plot hole was when glass is able to fucking oh leave his room Mm. and wheel around the fucking psychiatric ward and enact his master plan all because the one orderly goes home while the other orderly stands outside on his way in chats it and up. chats it up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in a real hospital, you can't leave your desk until the mm-hmm. next person clocks in. Absolutely. So, like, there's and no physical way that this one employee leaves and then there's no one in the hospital? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, no, it's 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 ridiculously stupid. And then not to mention, so can you explain to me how uh, Mr. Glass can write uh, complex computer code when, you know, he was put away 15 years ago before, before the modern internet existed. or, you know, cameras or any, you know, <laughs> really any uh, computer software at all? Can you explain that to me, Joel? Yeah, man, he's a... He's a genius. No, he's a genius. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like I, I, this is the thing: is M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, however the fuck you want to say it, is a lot of the times his own worst enemy. Right? He's got some really good ideas on the page. He's 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 a, a pretty often a, a great director in execution. Like most of the scenes in this in this movie, regardless of how much I hate the writing, are actually pretty well directed. I agree. Um, but the problem is, is he then fucking shoves his own foot in his mouth with shit like this. And it's like. It he also, kind of just he also puts himself in the movie. I Seriously. And uh, then, although and then fucking has a callback like, hey, didn't you used to work at the football? Well, stadium? you know, he had the cameo in the I first one. Did, so it's, it's like, like I, but like, that's just such fucking it's jerk off fan service. It really is. And which he also plays the same character in Split, too, which yeah. I didn't realize until he's yeah. at the security store. Yep. I'm like, oh, that. Yeah. OK, that kind of makes sense. I got a kick out of that, but at the end of the day, it's like completely unnecessary and like really stupid. He's doing that for himself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He just wants to be like, in I'm, the movie. I'm curious. I'm curious how many fans would be like, yo, dude, like what happened to your character, man? I really want to uh, know. I can't. I, I can't believe M. Night didn't put himself in his movie. this Oh, time. my God. At least he didn't have himself saving the writer who saves the world like in Lady in the Water. He's trying to be not fucking, that fucking egregious. He's, he's fucking trying to be Stan Lee. Like, oh, I can't believe there wasn't an M. Night cameo. Oh, my God. Or Hitchcock. Well, I mean, but that's okay. We accept that. Yeah. Fucking M. Night Shyamalan is no fucking Hitchcock. Um, I... With Split being so recent... Yeah. I think I might just be saying that James McAvoy made this movie. Because, 100%, because Split, dude. But then, but then I really analyze it. And like, Sam Jackson did a really good fucking job. Oh, no, Sam... Dude, actually, and, and Bruce Willis even. I mean, Bruce Willis is... is Pretty much known uh, for giving Bruce was being 
Bruce. <laughs> his performance was a little less sleepy than normal. Let's put it that way. All right, that's fair. Um, normally he's checked out, you know, and this right. isn't a GI Joe retaliation situation. Oh God. Um, he's yeah, I mean he's actually there. He does some decent character work. I mean you have to remember his his character in the first movie was really quiet and reserved and like didn't really say a lot. Right. And you know he grunted drew, a lot. Drew sentences out a long time, long pauses. So it's like that that falls in line with me for the character. I will agree that although Samuel Jackson Samuel L. Jackson is <laughs> I don't know why I call him Samuel Jackson. Everybody called him Samuel Jackson. Oh my god, Samuel Jackson, uh, fucking. He does give a really committed performance, but again, the character's written so poorly. Oh, it's so hand, it's and so then, hand-fisted. What? Look at my like notes of fucking hand-fisted plotting. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's that. That was from my editorial. I brought it up because I have a few points on here I wanted to no, hit. It's but so uh, fucking But it's true, and and you know, going and uh, bouncing off that, like, Mister Glass isn't the main character in his own fucking movie. He's a supporting character in his own movie, and that is I a problem. I would say come to the end, it's all full circle, and he is the main I character because it's all about his master plan. Of course, but you only get 45 minutes of Samuel L. Jackson in the movie, right. if that. Like, the the character literally doesn't speak a word until, like, an hour in. Like, that's, that's kind of problematic, you know? Yeah, but you look at a movie like, and this is really off the top of my fucking head, off the cuff, like <laughs> Lucky Number Slevin. Like, oh, gosh. Like, Josh Hartnett's the main character of that movie, but he's not in a lot of the movie. Like, it is all a lot about the flashbacks and the yeah, different yeah, characters yeah. in the movie. So, like, just because you're not in a lot of the movie, that doesn't make you not the main character. Like, it is about his plot to bring the Horde and John yeah. together. 100%. So like, I still think it is his movie. He's just not in a lot of it. Yeah, I just in don't, that I, way. I, I don't know why I'm defending it, but, like... No, I just don't think it's that effective, though, you know what I mean? Because we oh, jump from you don't scene... have to be effective, because, like, it could be your plan and not be effective. Yeah, totally. That's, that's... <laughs> well, I'm talking about just, like, the... Clearly, M. Knight thinks he's a lot smarter than the audience, and, like, that's... I mean, he made the happening, didn't he? So not the case, or the last Airbender, or right. After Earth, or Lady in the Water, oh or God, the Village. I forgot. I forgot That's that he, five in a row. I forgot or that he directed After Earth. Speak about fucking. Yeah. Well, that speak was. Speak about, dude. Jaden Smith. Talk about mm-hmm. Jaden Smith. <laughs> no wonder he didn't show up. Today. Yeah. Well, his dad made him do that movie. That's why. Uh, but interestingly enough, After Earth is the only movie that he hasn't written that he's directed. So he he, really? he did. I think Gary Widow wrote that script, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. So that's that's kind of like, which is interesting though, because After Earth came out, and then he did the visit, and that sort of like reinvigorated What's his worse, career. After Earth or Last Airbender? <laughs> oh, Last Airbender by a mile. Right. I mean, After Earth is bad, but Last Airbender is like near blasphemous yeah. because that that's such a beloved property, you right. know. Um. So I mean, it, there's just a lot of like, really, really bad stuff in this movie in terms of writing and the plotting and all that stuff but then you have you have the scene with like james mcavoy where the it's a, this camera it's a steady cam shot and where he's disabling the so good and the, the fucking he's like uh the american sublime do you even know what that is and he's like peyton's a particular interest of mine yeah i love that dude like that kind of stuff was just like mm. and that shot is just so amazing and i mean we can talk about mcavoy for a second like he literally makes the movie. Like, if McAvoy was not in this movie, this would be, like, sh- a pretty much a shit movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that if Split didn't do so well also, this movie wouldn't have happened. Oh, no. Absolutely not. So absolutely it's on, not. it's on James McAvoy being able to play 
so many characters so quickly. Oh, you just found my Death Star grinder. Yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty sick. I think I talked about it a lot. You did. You yeah, were waiting yeah. for it to get here, so I didn't see it. That's dude. fucking dope, dude. I need to get um, that. It's got a little Keith catcher on the bottom. I love so it, dude. I love it. To tip that shit upside down. I huh? got you. Um, I think that his ability to play so many different characters in such a short amount of time <sighs> to, to just very literally impressive. transition. It's just like, yeah. holy fuck, dude. You just played like 10 characters in like two minutes. You know what I mean? How did you feel about the three main characters in the main characters' lives? So like we had, we had done yeah. the hoarding class, yep. and then on the mirror side of that, we had the sun... Uh, mm-hmm. The escaped girl from Split yeah. and Glass's mom. Yeah, how did like? I thought I thought that I thought that was kind of a forced thing as I well. I do too. It's because he tried to set it up for the ending, and that there's just not enough. You know that last shot where they pull back at them. That right, shot right. is so fucking problematic, by the way. And I mean, I'm not going to take credit for this, but I was listening to the Slash Film Cast, yeah. and someone on the Slash Film Cast was like. This movie, this ending would have been made if, like, actual superheroes would have started. Like, that's what I said. That's what everybody thought was going to happen. When I walked out of the movie, I was like, I mean, I, I didn't expect, like, a fucking, like, an army of superheroes. But I thought, like, some dude would be, like, have the balls to, like, show his powers at the end. And yeah, like, absolutely. And happened. you see them start to, like, sort of emerge. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's such a powerful, like thematic ending to, to to the movie but it didn't happen but it doesn't happen and and here's the other thing too that they point out on that podcast which i think is is 100 accurate is like okay you see these two dudes like running across a lawn and like grappling and fighting and one of them throws uh, throws david dunn into a water tank yeah and all this footage is supposed to be groundbreaking like we live in the age of youtube we see crazier shit in like eating before we take a sh- for shit in the morning you know what i mean like on facebook and youtube and twitter and all this shit like Seeing a couple of people quarrel, like that's it's it's not gonna surprise or shock people. You know, I mean, a dude punching holes in vans is, I mean, kind of surprising. Yeah, but still, like, what I, mean, I still don't buy and will never buy is that just because the horde has Kevin somewhere deep inside of him that he's somewhere deep inside he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that the girl like comes back and like cares about him. Oh my god, okay, this yeah, dude fucking it, murdered yeah. your friends and, and tried to kill you, and you're gonna be like. Oh, but I just care about him. And it's three weeks after that happened. Right. The movie takes place three weeks. You just and like, all of a sudden, you're just like, I'm going to go see how he's doing. Yeah, seriously. And so the, here's the thing, though. I see what, 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 what he was going for with that character because the idea is that her power is like sort of like compassion or the ability to like right, I understand bring that. Kevin out. You're not going to be compassionate towards the dude that just tried to no, fucking No, of course you. not. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I th- again, I think the idea on paper is actually really interesting. It's the execution that's just absolutely horrible. Right. And to be honest, I think this movie really should have taken place. There should have been a bigger gap of time. Oh, oh my like God, I, it should yes. have been like six months or a year at the minimum, 100%. in my opinion. So, but hey, I'm not the writer. So, but uh, but yeah, man. And then and then of course we have my uh, favorite. I think I know what you're about to get to. My favorite part of the movie, actually, and we might disagree upon this, mm-hmm. is the Sarah Paulson twist. Absolutely, I liked I liked that because in my head, in my head. I was not going to buy the fact that she was trying to convince these people yeah. that they weren't superhuman. No, I know. Because all David Dunn has to do is mm-hmm. punch a hole in a fucking steel wall and be like, yeah. told you. Exactly. So and in my head, I'm like, there's no way that this is like, I didn't I didn't buy that she was a psychologist trying no. to uh, prove that superheroes weren't real. Because I was not. like, you can try to prove it all you want. 
And then you have the fight scene, and he fucking yeah, he fucking and he one hundred percent superhero. And 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 the thing that's infuriating to me about the idea of that is the fact that we've already spent two movies fucking establishing that okay, these people do have some sort of powers, right, right. But like, and so her job is to convince them that they don't. Totally. So, but I'm saying for 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 me, the character it kind of devalues those movies a little bit because it's like you don't trust the audience enough. But to I don't do think this. it does because the twist. The twist is is that. No, she of works course. For this super villain organization, no, of course. or not a super villain, but she works for an organization that kills super powered people. No, I, I, I you kinda, know, I kind of, I kind of dug the shit. I out think of that. again, I think that's a, a really good idea. The way it's handled, okay, she walks into a restaurant where some secret organization is working in a restaurant, and then everybody's quiet until people walk out, and then they it, it, just the way it's handled. That whole flashback where right. she walks in, and then. Of course, the stupid fucking scream that she gives out at the end, which is like one of the most ridiculous moments right. in the movies, in the movie. Um, I, I, that stuff just it just didn't work for me. Um, again, I think it's an interesting idea, but when you spent two movies trying to s- convince the audience that these people have superpowers, only to be like, oh, actually they don't. Uh, never mind, they actually do. Like, it's just it's pointless in my opinion. Right. I understand what he was going for, trying to subvert that idea. Yeah, it just it doesn't make any. You could have done far more interesting things. What played well for me is actually like the subtlety of it all, where they have the clover tattoo. Yeah, like the whole grand scheme of it, like the restaurant thing. I agree. Like, mm-hmm. eh, it's a little forced. Yeah, but like you see, she's got the tattoo. She like has him like reach out for my hand. Mm-hmm. She's got the tattoo. The one, like the one cop that's drowning, done. He's got the tattoo. Okay, can we? The sniper dude's got the like. Let's let's stop there for a second. Can we just talk about how fucking terrible that death is? Oh, death by puddle is all I gotta say. Death by puddle. Water is his weakness. I know, but it's just it's such a punk bitch way to kill a character like that. Talk okay. I mean, but here's the thing too: is it's some nameless henchman. It's not like the horde was the one who did it. It's some dude who literally walks up out of nowhere and goes. And then right. his and then his son's standing right there, not doing shit about it. Right. I mean, if you want to talk about punk bitch ways to go out, like the horde gets shot, and he like he's Kevin, right? And yeah. He dies. All he has to do is turn back into the horde. And yeah. He lives. Exactly. And <laughs> he which pushes the which that out. yeah which that kind of uh, I'm not uh, I'm very surprised that didn't happen. I thought that was gonna happen, but it's just I don't know. I think the only person that got a badass ending is Glass. He gets his fucking. He yeah. just gets fucking stomach punched by the horde and like chokes on his own blood. Dude, it's such a brutal fucking. I will say, death I really, him, man. I really like that part. How yeah, David Dunn's son basically was like, "Yo, you guys are working together, but that dude fucked you." Yeah, and the horde is like, actually, that part I think was my favorite of the whole. Yeah, movie. it was a great Where moment. He was like, he was like, we like, he's like, we are both bad guys, but I am here to protect Kevin. And yeah, you put Kevin in danger. Yeah, so I'm going to kill you. Yep, and it was like, oh, absolutely, fuck. Like, yep. you are both on the same side, but you, but your main directive is to protect Kevin. Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, because yeah. Kevin dies and they die. I so. thought that was fucking dope. Absolutely. That was, I mean, again, everything involving McAvoy's um, character is, is pretty is pretty tight, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot that doesn't make sense. I will say, though, one of the things that kind of, that, that rubbed me the wrong way, this movie's really funny, right? Split was really funny yeah. in certain respects. This movie's really funny. But with as the a s- characters that he plays. But as a well, of course, yeah. But even though like there's something slightly sadistic about making fun of like crack have having a character with such a like extreme right. fucked up mental illness right, like right, right. being the comedic relief, 
regardless of that, um, I do think that um, by trying to take the characters from Unbreakable and Split, which were two very different tones in a lot of respect, yeah, and trying to combine that, it creates this weird tonal mishmash in a lot of respect, especially in the second act. Um, and uh, that didn't totally work for me. It's like I found myself laughing a lot through this movie, but by the end I was just kind of like, oh, okay, like this is enough. Like I don't really know too much about this character well, and, you know, stuff like that. Sarah and Paulson just... like dictated the plot out loud. She was like, oh, my God, he wanted to go through the basement. Yeah, she just, like, of course. She just, she just relayed what we just saw, mm-hmm. but in dialogue. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I and this is that. what I'm saying where it's like Shyamalan thinks the audience is stupid. You know, yeah, and it's well, like, no show, 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 don't tell. No one's as smart as that, my family. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see after this. But I will say that, you know, it's pretty ballsy. He, uh, he put up 30, 20 or $30 million of his own money to make this movie. Well, I've he leaned, he like leaned his house and shit. I've heard that he's the only reason he's making movies again. Yeah. He's been he's self-financing his own movies since the, past, the visit. Yeah. Which is yep. kind of fucking pathetic. It, I mean, yes, but it's also like the dude's a filmmaker and he's fucking finding a way to make his movies. It's like, yo, I'm going to go bet your uh, your tall son, I'm going to go bet your college tuition on making this fucking movie. Hopefully it works out. It did work out for Glass, though, because the movie made a lot of money already. So it did? Yeah. It's been, it was number one for like two or three weeks. Good for box office. I think it opened with like $40 million. The movie The movie only cost 30 So like so it already, made, yeah. yeah. He's, he's already in the black. Yeah. That college fund just got a little sweeter, you know? <laughs> Nah, because he's just going to bet it on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he's probably not going to make another big movie like this. I want to see him team up with James McAvoy again. That would be cool. I'd like to, yeah, to see actually have him play a protagonist and not a villain. Do you think, well, hang on. Do you think there's a potential for a split two? Like a solo thing? Because he's, cause he's dead, but there is time. I mean, like, I know this is only three weeks after split, but there's before split. Like the in between time, yeah. Like a make a like unbreakable like a unbreakable two point five, so to speak. Right, exactly. Um, I I mean, there's a possibility. I think Knight's done with this franchise, though. I don't I don't think he wants to. I think he like people were asking for the for the for Glass. He yeah. made it. Like it, he's done with it. He's probably gonna go back to making original movies, which is where he what he should be doing in my opinion. The Happening too, great. Oh, woo! Love it. <laughs> the Visit Three. Fuck me. Or I should say, uh, not uh, the visit, but um, the village three. Fuck that shit, bro. Um, I like the movie. That's my that's my final thought. On yeah, it. what would you? I didn't I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. At no point was yeah. Kind of like Jake Gyllenhaal. I've been anti Shyamalan for so fucking long. Yeah. No part of me during this movie was like, I wish I wasn't here right now. So that's good. If I wasn't actively yes. trying to leave the theater, that's true. Yeah, I would. I would say it's an enjoyable enough movie, and it's worth checking out. Well, if you were gonna rate it, what, what rating would you give? I don't even know. Like, my brain tries to give it lo- a low rating, and then my brain remembers the scene where like Sam Jackson like slits a dude's throat, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's fucking badass. Or like the hallway scene yeah. where he's rolling away, and all the carnage is happening in the background. So, like, there's like good shit in the movie. There's I'm good. Like, it's still well directed. I'm gonna say like a six or a seven out of ten. Really? Wow. That's pretty high. Maybe maybe like a 6.5. 6.5. I feel like seven's a little high. So that's like what, a little over a three out of five? Yeah, I yeah. could see that because you really I'm like I'm not going to give it a five because really, no, that's no. like a, like oh, a five no. is like bad. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I well, in 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 out of uh, translating to out of, I gave the movie a two out of five. Um, and That's bad. I, I mean, not necessarily because I, I feel like the I, I was actually kind of mathematical about it. I was like, this is one third of a good movie. I'm gonna give it a one point five out of five, but then I'm gonna bump it up that extra point five because the direction is so good. And the performance from McAvoy, yeah. you know, and, uh, and then Samuel on my Jackson. Hand, I liked the first act, but I also liked, I really, I did, aside from the last shot, which is fucking stupid. Yeah. I enjoyed the climb. Like all, all I want, all, all I wanted to see since the first act was them fight. So yeah. like I enjoyed the third act just cause it was did like you, a fight scene. You didn't, it, uh, I know some people were sort of upset about that. We didn't get like the big climax that was promised did you did you i i thought that that was actually really like I'm subversive okay. smart way to do a superhero okay movie with that because i i mean i knew we haven't seen any of that in the marketing so we knew it wasn't going to happen well i i mean i, I don't want to claim oh i'm so smart but like, yeah i knew for a fact that the only thing he wanted to do was catch it on camera yeah and the beginning of the movie is her putting up a hundred cameras. No, and they say every time it, there's a camera in this room, like they make a big fucking telegraph the shit out and of it. And in my head, I'm like, there's no way this little indie, quote unquote, like M Night Shyamalan movie is gonna have a fucking like. No, it's twin a thirty. It's a thirty million dollar battle. movie. But I do, I do think it's uh, agreed. And I think what's smart about that is like you know how there's that the big blue light in the sky trope with every right. superhero movie. I think that's a really fun way of like subverting that idea and yeah. he did it, I was totally obviously okay with did that, that intentionally because i kind of didn't think it was going to happen from the beginning yeah <laughs> so uh, something i think that a theory i have about this movie and i wanted to see what you yeah dude let's thought before we finally wrap this fucking review up uh so you know how when unbreakable came out it was sort of like uh it didn't really have the best reception because yeah. it was sort of marketed as like an, the next sixth sense it when in reality it was right. a superhero movie well, in disguise yeah you know, it was it was a it was a superhero movie that was marketed as as a thriller, and so you know people came out and they had this like sort of lukewarm reaction, and then you know throughout time, months and years later, people really started to discover the movie as most really good movies do. Exactly, it, it takes it, way later. Yeah, it sort of percolated over time. Right, and so you know now when he makes Glass, like everybody realizes the greatness of that movie and how ahead of its time it actually was because you have to realize that movie came out eight years before the dark knight and iron man like it was pre mcu cinematic universes all that stuff you know what i mean right before even it, it came out the same year as x-men think about that yeah like that it feels weird but that kind of in a weird way that feels like the dawn of time in a certain respect in terms of like modern superhero movies you I'm know I'm s I'm still not convinced that he had this whole thing planned from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. But what I find interesting is so in the movie um you know there's the whole Sarah Paulson character like nobody like nobody like sort of believes that people right. exist and blah 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 and then eventually you know they find out that supers do exist. And so for me the movie is a giant metaphor for the way that uh Shyamalan felt while making and ah. dealing with the aftermath of Unbreakable. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so I thought that was kind of an interesting parallel because, you know, it sort of echoes like what he went through with the reception to that movie. Yeah. So I do think that that's maybe a thing. I'll buy that. Um, there's also a couple other parallels that are pretty transparent in my opinion, but I don't want to get into that stuff because it's like fucking going down a rabbit hole. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, 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 let's put it this way. If I didn't have such high expectations for Glass, I probably would have, I probably would have given it a pretty decent review. But as a follow up to Unbreakable and Split, like 
for me, it's kind of a little bit of a letdown. But I that's also I my just, expectations. I guess I just have low expectations. Even after good film, Absolutely. I have low expectations for Shamalan. Yeah, see, butt, I, got, so. I, got, I got a little <laughs> too hyped for this one, I think, yeah. and that kind of bit me in the butt. Um, but at the same time, I have some problems with the movie as well, so I don't think the two out of five is not justified. Fair enough. Yeah. But that's it. That's Glass. Well, that's Glass. Uh, let uh, Please, please let us know how you felt about Glass. Yeah. Um, we want to engage more. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. If you actually listen to this podcast, let me know. Yeah. How you felt about Glass. Hit us up. How much How much do you hate M. Night Shyamalan on a scale from one to ten? <laughs> <laughs> or how much do you love him? Eh. Depending on how you... There's, there's some M. Night apologists out there, I, I will say. I know. Um, like and subscribe on iTunes. Is you, uh, you can't you can't like on iTunes. Subscribe? Yeah, you can subscribe on iTunes. If you guys want to leave us a review, uh, definitely do that. That will always help us come up, you know, in the world a little bit in terms of the the visibility. Because the better, more action you have on your iTunes comment page, the the higher you up are. Review on, us on, on your iTunes account. Review us on your sister's <laughs> iTunes account. Review us on your girlfriend's yep. account. And then hack into your grandma's iTunes account and 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 yeah. give us a review on hers as well. Absolutely. I and don't even you care know, if they all say the same thing. And I to, doesn't matter even to me. me I, if you guys if you guys don't have it, even if it's not a five star review, if it's a one or two or three or four or five, definitely give us a review. If don't you be give shy me a because one star review, I will kill you. I mean, I will. I'll, I'll be a little sad about it, but you know, as long as someone's not an asshole and it's constructive criticism, I see that as a good thing. So I will hunt you down. We can always improve, Joel. No, I'm just kidding. I will I kill you. You're going to go all Jay and Silent I. Bob on them and shit. <laughs> yes, I will. Well, as always, you can find me at I'm the LA Nerd. And you can find me at Taylor Salen on Twitter and writing for Superhero Hype and doing a little bit of writing for Age of the Nerd once again, finally. Hey, where this podcast yep. lives. Age of the Nerd. Check it out, guys. I mean, if, if you're on the site now, you can check it out. But uh, yeah, leave us a comment. Do all that stuff. We're looking to hear and uh, hearing back from you. If you want to go look at the last article I wrote for Age of the Nerd, I'm pretty sure it was about how old Patrick Stewart looked in the Logan trailer. So that was a while wow, ago. Wow, that was like 2016. That was a while ago. That was like in the Batman 5 Superman days. Batman 5 Superman, bro. R.I.P. Fucking A. All right, later, nerds. Peace.